was fast that time. <laughs> All right, welcome to Ultra Gen TV. It's the Tuesday show. I'm Ultra David. And I'm James Chen. How's everybody going? Everything's going well. Let's talk about a bunch of events that happened over the past weekend. We're going to talk about Kuwait. We'll talk about Absolute Battle. We'll talk about EGX. Uh, we'll talk about Ragnarok and all sorts of other stuff. Something yeah. happened in San Francisco, apparently, that we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, a lot of ranking events this Indeed. week. A lot of big ranking events. So, For sure. Yeah. And some fun stuff to talk about. Then after that, we'll go over some sort of other things. Injuries to players, general BS that happened. Games and yeah, know, game, news. game news, upcoming events, and any sort of random nonsense that we feel like blabbing about. Probably so. oh, we'll get some of that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But let's talk first about uh, KO Fighting Game Festival in Kuwait. Okay, sure. Uh, so this happened in Kuwait, which is in the Middle East. Uh, it's a big event. You know, they Kuwait and the Middle East in general has has a bigger fighting game scene and has had a bigger fighting game scene than I think many people recognized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's still there. And there was a Capcom Pro Tour Premier premiere event, event yeah uh -huh. in Kuwait um, <laughs> sort of because of that which I, th I think is fantastic it's a part of the world where there are no other majors in that, right, in that yeah. same way uh -huh. to get to the nearest one mm -hmm. you're, you're going to France you're going to Singapore or something like that Thailand I guess right. um, very far away so I think that that it's it's great that people in the Middle East can get there but of course people from um, Asia. East Asia went yeah, there, people yeah. from Europe went there. It's sort of in between those two, although quite far, but in between. Um, so I think it's a really good location. Yeah, I mean, I know I've told this story before on stream, but, you know, for those people who haven't heard it yet, when B3 happened, by Battle by the Bay, first really major gathering from people from Canada and some from East Coast, but yeah. mostly NorCal, SoCal, but this was all gathered and arranged on AGSF2 uh -huh. from the news group days. Uh -huh. Some of the foreign people who came out were from Kuwait because they just had a crap ton of money. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, you know what, let's go. And they came out there and they played super well. And yeah. they literally said that it was like three guys and the, the leader of them was Marwan, right? So that's the name that I remember. Okay. But he literally said that they all just sat in their room and they just had a cabinet, which back then was unheard of. You know, because we were the arcade was the only so having the ability yeah. to play it at home and train on it whenever you want was unheard of. Right. And they that's all they did. And so like they could actually do like T Hawk like withstand jab into seven twenty, which not a lot of oh, people could do at the time and stuff like that, you know. It was <laughs> Yeah, so they've been playing Street Fighter for a very, very, very long time. So sure. like you said, super awesome that they put a premiere event there. Yeah. But, you know, as with most of the premiere events, including the ones in the States you know, East Asia has kind of been coming up and snatching things up, so... Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yep. But I guess we'll get to the results and we'll talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. sure. So let's uh, let's talk about the results. As you said, uh, East Asia did pretty well, and of course East, many East Asians were there. That's that's not to say that there isn't good talent there, because there definitely is. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. So but I mean, the, the, you look at the East Asian players who make it to the top, they're the same ones who make it to the top of every event, because they're just they're just some of the best, so what are <laughs> you going to sure. do? Uh, okay, so top eight was uh, WT Kuwait, which is White Tower Kuwait. Uh, Knox, Knox <laughs> Dude, 2. Dude, you know, I never noticed that's what Q8 was. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, really? I've never made that connection. 
Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. I got a surprise. Yeah. That you, <laughs> it's, it's seems like, like it's right up your yeah, alley. Yeah, I know, but uh, wow, okay, okay. Okay, so anyway, Knox got uh, seventh place with a Rolento guy and Sagat. Seventh place also was F.A. Prodigal Son, Ryan Hart, with Sagat and Yun. Fifth was uh, WTQ8 Ganoon with uh, Sakura. Nice. Then Yubiken R with Balrog, fifth place as well. Fourth place, Itazan Zangief. Third place, Latif. C Viper. Mm -hmm. Second Good place, stuff. Razor Fudo, Fei Long, and Seth. First place, Razor Shen, Gen, and Sagat. <laughs> yep, Shen playing gatekeeper there. He is already qualified for Capcom Premier yeah. Event. So that means the winner, the second place winner, Fudo, gets in. So now he is qualified for the Capcom Cup that will be taking place at the Sony experience the sony that playstation right. experience in december so nice promo yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> we yeah. have to get used to these uh, capcom cut promos again i guess soon, we will you yeah know? <laughs> uh, anyway shen is awesome you know i I've, we've mentioned this before maybe i maybe i have mentioned this before mm -hmm. he's in my top four sf4 players ever I right yeah, like yeah, right yeah. in mm -hmm. that little mm -hmm. little small category in fact interestingly if you look at the list of capcom cup standings mm -hmm. right now like a top six is like the top five is like four of those top five <laughs> we'll go like over the list top four. we'll okay, go over the list after we're done with yeah like remarkable how much it's like those four right and then like one other person and and it's getting towards the end too like i didn't even realize until last week we were talking about this a little bit after the show but we're actually at home run stretch basically where some people by via points are in for sure yeah. you know i didn't even think i remember last year we were counting it really closely and carefully i didn't even think about how close we are to it and yeah not a lot of people way. are pretty much locks in there like they should do like that espn thing where they start not marking the little x y's and z's next to people's names clinched conference yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> they should do that actually on the site so. that would be really smart yeah uh, so anyway shen is awesome fudo uh, I'm happy that he got there. I think that oh. he's he's obviously been one of the best players throughout SF4 as well. He's and an Evo champion. Evo so. champion. Um, his character might be. I'm not sure if anybody else is playing that character in that same way yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. Fei Long. In fact, he tried to switch to Seth one round. One <laughs> I dude, I can't like not as a virtual fighter player. Someone who's all about, you know, great reads and having really solid fundamentals. I can't even picture Fudo playing Seth. Like Seth, that, Seth got ripped up. There's nothing about that combination that makes sense to me. Like, I can see Fudo playing Ryu more than I can see him playing Seth, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So. I, I think of Fudo's strength as being he's excellent at standing at the right spot and then reacting. Mm-hmm. And he does that, and he, he of course, has great mix-ups, all the other things, but mm -hmm. I feel like that's, like, really where he dominates. <laughs> right. Seth is just not that character. <laughs> yes. Just not that character. Yes. So his Seth got destroyed, but he did, um, uh, and so as a result, Shen reset the bracket, and then who's Fei Long otherwise, and it right. didn't work out, it, Shen, Shen took it. But third place was Latif, formerly Razor Latif. Right? Oh, yeah, that's Isn't right, uh-huh. Is he just not like a, a pang of like I'm not sure about that happened <laughs> at the same time, but right? Uh huh. I think okay. it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's so strange that I had that moment of self doubt. Right, right. Um, anyway, yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, he just 
I mean, he just hasn't been playing him a lot, yeah, right? Yeah, right, so. works, and he's, yeah, he yeah, said yeah. that he rarely gets a chance to practice at high level. <laughs> and actually, so. you remember he was second place at Evo to Fudo. I know. In fact, yeah, this was a this was a really cool rematch yeah. that they had in winners finals, and it mm -hmm. was really close. It was three two. It was an awesome set. Right, right. It was an awesome set. I'm really happy for Latif that he can still do that. Uh, he is just such a talented player. If you don't know that much about Latif's history. Um, very talented, second place at Evo mm -hmm. uh, in SF4, but even before that in Guilty Gear, one of the best yeah, yeah, in yeah. North America. I mean, he just has a lot of talent, and it's awesome that he's been able to keep it up. So I see here that Shin has Gen and Sagat, right? I, I didn't get a chance to watch much of this. Okay. I also heard he did well against Itazan, because I saw people on Twitter mentioning that he seems to have solved his Zangief problem. I'm going to assume... It was Sagat that he used against uh, Itazan, right? Indeed it was. So, okay, yeah. Indeed it was. Fair enough. Fair there was enough. no blow-up. It was 3-2. Okay, but okay. he definitely took it. I'm happy that he has that character. Yeah. Uh, and if you're, if you're, you're beating Itazan, you're, you can be, you know, you're beating the best geeks in the world mm -hmm. at that mm -hmm. point. So that's great for him that he can finally solve that character match because it has been a big thorn in his side. Right. I mean, it's it's really interesting. I mean, this is, just, again, that whole thing, the divide between, and we'll get into this probably a little bit more once we talk about Absolute Battle, but um, the amount of research and strategy that a lot of the Asian players use to solving matchups or players is really, really huge, in my opinion. Mm. The reason why I bring this up is because the last thing that I just saw on Twitter was that Punko just said that he can't beat Smug's Dudley, so he's learning Elena just to fight Smug. He says that matchup is even. He said Seth Dudley is even, but he can't beat Smug. Interesting. So he's learning Elena just to fight Smug. That's Not smart. to fight Dudley, yeah. but to fight a certain player. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, But, I mean, that's the kind of preparation that they have here. I mean, he might not even run into Smug for the next, like, right. three months, right? right? But that's the kind of preparation that they do and I, I think that's hugely important and is going to be a very strong reason why the Capcom Pro Tour looks the way it does right now. I think so, you are right about yeah. that. Uh, Itazan had to run into I think three Sagat players. But you know look he's still got fourth place. <laughs> I, I wish that he would get a counterpick character. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Um, right. But Because even Snake Eyes has a counterpick. Yeah Snake Eyes is doing it now and I just... Which is great, but I wish that Itazan didn't limit himself in the same way. It's always, it seems to me like it's been a problem for Geef players. I know Snake is doing it now, but mm -hmm. for a long time he didn't do it either. Right. Um, the other Geefs, Pagijin, Cantona, and stuff, um, don't mm -hmm. counterpick. So I wish that they did, because they have a character that does well in a lot of matchups, but has some where it's yeah. pretty tough. If anyone busts out like a Goken or a, or a Sagat, then it's just problems, right? I think Goken's fine. But Goken's Sagat, fine? Yeah. Which one do you think? Well, what are Zangief's bad matchups? You think? That's right. Goken beats Hugo, right? Goken, I would think beats Hugo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Like you know, it's the characters you would think. It's like Sagat and Jury and. Okay, so Jury you know. does. I mean, there's some other ones that I think beat him that, like nobody else thinks. Like mm -hmm. I think Hakan ruins him, but <laughs> that's never gonna matter. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. not. Um, interestingly. Um, you know, Veggie, the Norwegian Geef, told me on Twitter that he thinks Hugo does really destroy Geef. Yeah? Which I was very surprised okay. to hear. Okay. Interesting, though. So, mm -hmm. anyway, Geef, there are more than that. Geef has this handful of bad matchups, and he goes even with, or is fine against most of the cast, but 
I don't know what the, I don't know what it is about geese that. Well, here's the one thing. When it comes to Japanese players, though, I feel like a lot of them are just accustomed to sticking with the same character because in general they have to. Sure. So counter picking is not something they probably think about a lot because up until now their tournaments have always been character well, locked, right? True. Like SBOs and all. That. So I think it's just something they're accustomed to. In Japan. But we're, yeah, in Japan. But we're definitely seeing a lot more Japanese players willing to bust out in a bunch of different characters. Yeah, now, I think that that's so. sort of young. But it's not just in Japan. It's Think back to like all the GIFs, like when Van Geef was really good and mm, yeah, Snake yeah. and, like I said, Veggie in Europe. I, I don't know. I just It feels like, it feels to me like that's a limitation that I wish that they would get over. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I played Zangief Dalsum back in the day for a reason, man. It's because <laughs> that Sagat matchup was a thorn uh, in my side. Right, right. Yeah. Ryu, etc. Anyway. I mean, we've always talked about this, that you should have another character. I Especially so. if you're this serious into stuff and you have every intention of placing well in Capcom Pro Tour, you should have some extra characters. So. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Shoutouts to R for being the only Balrog to get top 8 in a major other than PR Balrog. <laughs> who even knows? Oh, <laughs> right. that's not true, actually. Um, Onigiri Siri-san or something like that. No, it was that, that's the uh, Dan player. Anyway, some Balrog player got top 8 in Thailand or okay. something. Anyway, it's pretty rare. That's cool. But anyway, talk about Ganoon and Nox because I think that they're awesome. Okay. I think, yeah, I think yeah, Nox yeah. is one of the best guys. I think that his... His ground game with that character is ridiculous. No, this is not the same guy as Big Bird, obviously, right? So uh, different dude. Right, yeah. Big Bird, he couldn't enter the tournament because he was helping run it. Is that the situation? Is that, yeah, is that what? Or happened? did he? Or did he just lose early on? I'm Honestly, not sure. I don't know. That's okay. a good question. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, man, the Middle East has good players. Those two, like you said, Big Bird, there's a good handful there. Hey, and you... tied in ninth place was also White Tower Q8. God, I can't believe I didn't. White Tower Q8. Dude bag. Yeah. With a Ken, right? So there as well. So a lot um, of good players. Yubiken showed up in pretty strong force of this. Antaru, Kichiken, Dashio, who had just won TGS. That's right. Um, yeah, tying for thirteen. But you know, it's a tough oh, tournament. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, seemed like a good oh, event. Oh, Big Bird couldn't even make it to Kuwait because of visa issues. What? That's what, that's what it says on the chat. So. Okay, I guess. <laughs> that seems pretty weird. Hey, look, I mean... They're all Gulf Coast Council. Uh, uh, wait. Yeah, so Council a lot of people are saying Big Bird got body for not having it. So, yeah, okay, so, well, there, there you go. go. There's the intel. Okay. Uh, Big Bird, if uh, someone asked in the chat who Big Bird is at the Dubai tournament, or it was, a, I think it was a tournament, yeah. uh, Big Bird and Infiltration got to grand finals, and Big Bird actually won that event. So Indeed. there you go. Alright, so um, there was also a Tekken Tag 2 tournament that took place uh, there as well. Uh, I'll just do top four. Ryan Hart got fourth place. Uh, third place went to BUM7SN with Martial Law and Lee. Ryan Hart used Kazuya and Heihachi. Uh, Tekken Master. Tekken Master got second place, but I do want to point out that fifth place went to Tekken Legend. So Tekken Legend got fifth, but Tekken Master got second. So okay. with uh, Bruce and Bike and um, Marduk and Jack Six and uh, Kuma and Panda, and f first place to win it all was uh, it's three D A W I Z and Awi or I'm, I'm not sure, but using Xiaoyu and Eddie. So, all right. 
So um, that was uh, KO Fighting Game Festival. Right. It looked to me like it was held in exactly the same building that I went to in Kuwait oh, last okay, year. Okay. I don't know if that's true or if it's just like <laughs> it looks like almost any sort of. You're just racist. Area All like Kuwait that. buildings look the same. Oh <laughs> man. Okay. Well, uh, let's jump over back to the United States here. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about Absolute Battle Six. Okay. Tournament in Texas mm -hmm. that um, pretty much run by Panda X Gaming, right? I think he's he did the stream side of it. I'm not sure if he mm. was the tournament organizer. Okay. Okay. Because I know it's Panda X Gaming is also the guy who always runs the uh, the exhibitions, the fight nights, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, he seems to have a lot of. I know he worked closely with, with yeah, yeah, hands sure. in this event. So. Uh, and look, the the production value was really nice. People were giving him props. Yeah. The whole stream heard about props about on Twitter. Um, it looks like he's really expanded things, which is fantastic. I, I've often thought that the streams that are on the come up are the ones where most of the um, interesting innovation yeah. happens. I thought that that was the case when the winner was starting, mm -hmm. level up was starting, spooky. They all had those things, and they've sort of figured it out and, like, are more or less doing the same thing now. Yeah, I mean, I would I would actually put Level Up in, in a little bit of a different... Maybe Level Up is still yeah, innovating. Yeah, because they yeah, always come right. up with some crazy things no, you're right, and you're stuff right like that. that so, you're, yeah. you're, you're right about that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, and, you know, some of the things that were on the stream were not necessarily new. We've seen player cards, right, interviews, right, right. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it was just all put together really well. Yeah, I mean, the motion graphics that they had for yeah. switching and stuff like that was very professionally done. And uh, they also, the one thing that they did was, what I liked was that uh, he was a very active streamer in that while the matches were going, he kept switching between player cams yes. and game cams very quickly and at yes. very key spots. Like, he was very much paying attention, like, round and switch. Yes. Show the reaction, show the reaction, round, starts back, you know, and... Even like when ultras were landing, like when Hakan ultras were taking a while, he would switch away and then switch back. You would have back. dual screen, right? On, yeah. On those uh -huh, things. yeah. Uh -huh. So it was actually really cool that. I, I that really like that. that. That's something that I feel often gets missed by many streamers. Mm -hmm. They just leave it on the match. Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, it's obviously more important than leaving it on the players, but if. Mm -hmm. It, what's better is to do what you what you mentioned. Yeah, it was really interesting because I remember one time Mondo let me take the reins at, uh, at Wednesday Night Fights. <laughs> And I remember, like, I was just like, this is fun. And I was just, like, switching the angles all day. I mean, heck, I even set up camera angles for here, and I would be still using them if it wasn't, like... I mean, it, Couldn't break things. Knock, wood, knock on wood, but ever since I turned them off, our success rate of not crashing has been a little higher. True. We had one crash last week, but still, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, shout-outs to Panda X Gaming for doing an awesome job with a lot of this, with their uh, streaming tech and... Just production value in general, so. It was versus gameplay who who ran. The uh, okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Seemed like a really good event, and I love that they do the fight night. You know the uh, pandagon stuff. We'll we'll talk about that though. Mm -hmm. Want to get to the results? Yes. Okay, Ultra Street Fighter Four. Keep in mind, mostly players from um, Texas and the South, etc. Mm -hmm. Sort of Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, but there are also players there from the east coast of the U.S. and from the west coast as well. So, top eight was uh, F99 Driftwood, the Fighting 99 for right. the podcast that they do. Mm -hmm. Driftwood Fei Long, top eight. Also, seventh place, Epic 
GOL Boy Toy with Chun-Li and Poison. Fifth was Magneto 1080p with Elena. Hmm. Fifth also BP Broly Legs, nice. Chun-Li. Nice. Fourth, BOTB Vagabond, Evil Ryu and Yun. Third was EGK Brad Cami. Second place was TLBP Cast Blanca. Blanca. Good stuff. First Good place, stuff. Liquid Knuckle Dew with DiCaprio. He was in a promo that was done earlier on the stream uh -huh. where people were asked, who do you think is the most overrated player here? Uh -huh. And you know, other people said, oh, whatever, K-Brad. Even K-Brad was like, K-Brad. Uh -huh. uh, but Knuckledew said, I think it's me. And it seemed like he was being pretty serious. <laughs> and I, I know, I think you've, you've told me in the past, you talked with him about it, and uh -huh, he seemed uh -huh. surprised that you thought he was, I was as I, good. I literally told him, like, I think you're one of the best players in the country. He was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, thank you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, I heard he V1. went, I heard he did not lose a game. In top, in top eight, eight. yeah. yeah he oh, was, I don't know if he lost any game at all. Definitely not in top yeah, eight. Yeah, someone said he went 3-0 and the whole entire way. So, shout-out to Knuckle Dude. Yeah, yeah, apparently he, he beat Casablanca pretty badly in grand finals, is what I heard. Again, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of these. But, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like Casablanca did badly, because second place, Blanca, I mean... You know who he had to beat in losers finals? K Brad. Right. K Brad Cammy. Mm -hmm. That's with, not with an easy, Blanca. That's not an easy match. That no. is not an easy match at all. So although I did hear I don't know who he did it on, but like someone said that you know how you could do cross up Blanca ball as a tech? Yeah. Apparently he knocked him down, was sitting right next to them, did cross up Blanca ball into red focus because it was still early enough in the Blanca ball that he was still counted as grounded. So he did cross up Blanca Ball, red focus, dash forward, ultra two. Oh, I missed that. That's pretty hot. Though. Yeah, someone said he did that now. I mean, maybe I'm, you know, obviously this could be my weekly mistake, you know, of the of my mistake of the week. But that makes I heard, sense. I heard that, that's what someone, that's what he did. That so. makes total sense. That's something that would yeah. work, but mm -hmm. I've never seen it. That's, that's cool. Yeah, because if that's what actually happened, that's sick. Hmm. Like, I heard that. That's one of the first time I've heard something and went, that is sick. Right, Like, yeah. I would have went nuts if I was commentating that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I could have missed that. So, <laughs> I watched yeah. most of this, but I guess not that. <laughs> cool, well, cool. Yeah. Uh, so why was Hamad playing Ryu, do you know? Because I remember you mentioned he, he played a Dulce match pretty decently with Ryu. Yeah, he, that was in one of the exhibitions. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think it okay. was tournament. Right. Um, but he didn't do that well in the tournament, as you can see, he didn't make top 16. Right, right. Uh, instead, Faye, uh, Driftwood Faye was the only Faye up there. Uh, congrats to Broly Legs. This is his first top 8 at a major he, he announced on Twitter. I know he's made it close in the past. I thought he had done that at Texas Showdown, but maybe he yeah, got ninth yeah, place. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I, I could have swore he made top 8, but yeah. That's what I thought, but that's what he said on Twitter. So. Yeah, I mean, Shout out to him, man. Yeah, awesome. unfortunately for him, on his drive home, his van broke down. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he needs some a big vehicle like that to be able to transport. Like his, it's modded to fit his his, his wheelchair. wheelchair. Yeah, yeah like uh -huh. it's, I, I saw other people saying, you know, there's engine apparently costs a lot to fix. People are like, why don't you just get a new car? Yeah, it's, it's like fit for his <laughs> right wheelchair. Like it's, it's like not, custom, yeah, it's custom. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if you want to support Brother Legs, I know he has a GoFundMe. You can check him out on his uh, Twitter. I'm sure he's got links to that yeah. as well. Definitely so. sad to hear. Yeah. Um, you know, last time we saw Magneto 1080p, I think it was at Texas Showdown, he did mm -hmm. well there too, mm -hmm. so that's awesome, he's mm -hmm. pretty consistent about it. 
yeah, it was a good uh, top eight. Yeah, 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 good stuff, good stuff. USF four. All right, and then Marvel. Marvel. Interesting results as well. Top eight, seventh place. TS Nerd Josh Morgan Doom Virgil. He said he's played like three games of casuals <laughs> know, in right? 2015. But there you go. <laughs> seventh place also VGP Fonzo with zero Magneto Phoenix and Wolverine Magneto Phoenix. Fifth UA Terry Bogard Morgan Dante Strider. Fifth was LOD TFA OMG it's Andre Wesker Magneto Virgil Magneto Doom Virgil. Fourth EGK Brad Trish Virgil Dante. Third was Godlike Abe with Nova uh, Doctor Strange and Spencer. Then second place was TSC IFC Yipes, mm. Spencer, Spencer, Virgil, Hawkeye, Nova, Strange, Spencer, Magneto, uh, Dune, and Virgil. And then winner, number one, Noel Be Hungry, Wolverine, <laughs> Doom, and Phoenix. Congrats yeah. to Noel. Uh, I heard well, the way that worked was that Yipes was in winner's bracket. Noel actually had to win two sets, and he did, and he managed that. So Noel's been grinding really hard on this game recently. Yeah. He's been playing this game a lot. Yeah, he, did, he didn't play for a little while, or at least didn't go out to tournaments mm -hmm. uh, very often for a little while, but yeah, he's really put put the time in. I mean, he was a really good player for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made top eight at EVO two years ago? Yeah, he did, he did. Yeah, uh -huh. so yeah. I mean, it's not like this is coming from out of the blue, but I, I'm happy for him that it seems like he's back up there. It's cool. Yeah, so good job to him, good job. Yeah, uh, it's also been a little while since I've seen Yipes get up to grand finals, so that was really cool Yeah, as well. Uh, what else to note about this? Man, OMG It's Andre still has the problem. What, Wesker? No, I mean with combos. <laughs> oh, okay. He still okay. has it. Dropping yet, combos. Huh? Yeah, yeah, and yet he is in fifth place, and yet he still does well pretty regularly yeah. at events. I just have to say I think that's remarkable. I mean, the one thing that I've always said is that Marvel is like, it's like... Remember how I've always made the Street Fighters like baseball, Marvel is like basketball kind of analogy where in baseball you count the errors because it's such a crucial stat because mm. it's supposed to be perfect. Okay. And in basketball there's just turnovers constantly, right? People are making turnovers all the time. Sometimes turnovers lead into buckets. Like you get the ball stripped from you and then there's a scramble and someone gets an easy bucket, right? Sometimes that happens. Interesting. And so for me, Marvel dropping combos, the American reset, that it's called that for a reason. Like, even when Justin and those guys, when they drop combos, they can turn them into mix-ups pretty easily, and sometimes it works out in their favor. I just don't feel like dropping combos is as, is as crucial in Marvel as it is in Street Fighter. Hmm. You know, like, Street Fighter, you should count... Like, if we were doing stats, you should count dropped combos. Like, you know he should have did more. In Marvel, it would be like, eh, it's a turnover stat, whatever, you know? <laughs> Man, I have to say, I think I feel exactly the opposite. Really? Yeah, I feel like combos in Marvel are super important. Huh, if you get a, If you get a hit in Marvel, that should be the dead character, and, the, and you should have a good meaty mix-up. Right, right. And if you don't, you're putting yourself... And I think a pretty significant disadvantage. Whereas in SF4, if you miss a combo, like it's was it's gonna do 200 damage. <laughs> like outside of like five characters, it was right, gonna do right. 200 damage. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. Um, I've always thought of Marvel as being like hockey, and Street Fighter mm -hmm. 4 as being like basketball, in the sense that basketball is a really long, drawn out game, and whoever does better over time is the one. Right. It's uh -huh. like whoever's just more skilled is just going to be the one who takes it. It's like, <laughs> not that interesting. Right, um, right. But in hockey, anything can go crazy at any time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And so you have to watch at all times because you don't know like when the craziness is going to come. That's how it's always felt to me. Right, right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, I, I can know. see it both ways. I can see it both ways. It's just that I've seen so many drop combos turn into the American reset. Oh, I and mean, work out for definitely, and that's what that's what Andre does. I just think that if if he were hitting all of his combos uh -huh. like very consistently. I think he'd be really good. Oh yeah, he'd be doing better for sure. No question, no question. So, I don't know if that's controversial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, I see that, that that still happens. But it was a good tournament. Good tournament. Uh, how about Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat, yeah, yeah. This was a fun one. I thought UA Royale seventh place, Cybernetic Kano and Cobra Ops Sony Blade. Seventh was TSC Manny. I guess that's what he's going by. Mm, right, played. Steam Company. That's a CD Junior, basically, Indeed. right? Yeah. That means his name, but right. right, right. <laughs> Pumped up, Jax. Uh, Od Atai, remember from Puerto Rico, who did really well at first attack, second okay. place there. Royal Storm Katana, fifth place. Also fifth place, Peanut with War God Kotal Khan. Nice. UA Showtime, fourth place with Covert Ops Sonia, Cybernetic Kano, and Full Auto Jackie Briggs. Third place was Sun B Cory the Dragon with Grandmaster Sub Zero and Summoner Quan Chi. Second place F3 Alucard Crystalline Tremor and Sun God Kotokan. First place UA Scar Demolition Sonya Blade and Special Forces Sonya Blade. I thought it was really fun because you, you <laughs> usually when you see Sonya, it's in my opinion a really boring character. Mm -hmm. She's just a very basic mix-up character. Um, but he played the other variations where she has. The, the drone and where she has the grenades that she throws out and there's a lot of interesting little tricks that come in there that I thought were really fun. That's cool. I mean, it's just rare for me to see a Mortal Kombat tournament that's not Yomi, 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 but I mean... They didn't go. <laughs> they didn't go. Yeah, so I'm guessing they didn't show up. Indeed. So yeah, yeah. Indeed. Um, Alucard, of course, doing well. I really like his Crystal and Tremor. It's cool to see that he's gone with Sun God Kotokan now. So. Personally, I think that's the better choice in many matchups, but not necessarily. Peanut got fifth with War God Kotokan still. So, mm -hmm. um, interesting thing about this patch is that it, there's just a lot of different characters going on in there, a lot of different variations of the same characters right, going right. on in there. So I think that that's really fun. It points to it not being terribly imbalanced. Um, I think it's awesome that there were two Kanos and two Kotals. I think that's something you're going to see more often. <laughs> the like, character's really good. All they needed to add was some more uh, Goros up there. It's like <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> that'd be the Ultra David Mortal Kombat tournament. So. Uh, Cory the Dragon got destroyed by Alucard in, a, in an exhibition match. Oh, really? I guess oh, we'll okay, talk about that okay. again. Okay. Um, but uh, he came back and actually beat Alucard in top eight with Grandmaster Sub, and then mm -hmm. lost later on, so right. I thought that was a cool little back and forth. Anyway, Killer Instinct, 7th place, Nasser with Orchid, 7th oh, place also, UA okay. Base with Spinal, 5th, Papa, Papa Hank Hill, <laughs> so good, TJ Combo, 5th, also Julio with Riptor, 4th, UA Sickle, Glacius, 3rd, UA My God, Saberwolf, 2nd place, TSC Manning, CD Jr., Maya mm -hmm. and Cinder, and then F3 Hollywood Sleep. With yeah, Conra. Conra. That, that really, looks so fun. Really brutal Conra. Yeah. Again, I remember watching um, CD Jr. and Sleep play an exhibition at a, at a Combo Breaker earlier in the year, and that did not go well for uh, CD Jr. So mm. uh, he was using Maya at the time, and he could not win. So I'm wondering if Cinder was just designed just for that particular matchup. So, yeah. 
But yeah, that's a different Julio, by the way. So that's, yes, uh, W H O L I O. Julio. Yeah. So. All right. So we also had some Guilty Gear Exert sign going. Indeed. Seventh place, VGP Nash fan with May. Seventh place, also Raph with Axel. Oh, nice. Fifth, Stone with Venom. And Silent with Bedman. Fourth was Sunfish Venom. Third was TS Nerd Josh with Hellfelt. Second place was <laughs> Faulty Defense with Sin. And then winner was TDG Oso with Hellfelt. Nice. Good stuff. It's like, I feel like no matter where in the country the tournament takes place, if there's a Guilty Gear Exo tournament, Nerd Josh is like somehow there. I know. <laughs> He's been to like every event. Like we keep mentioning him in top three of like every Exo tournament for like the past like, five weeks, it feels like. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Uh, stuff DOA five, last round, seven places were Fire Necromancer Mila and Dallas D Hitomi. Fifth places MC Static with Christy and VGP Nash fan with Tina. <laughs> Uh, fourth place was UGS B-Boy Dragon Van Phase 4. Third place was Master with Hayabusa. Second place was U UDLR SRM Hoodless with Rig and Jackie. And then winner was Sweet Revenge with yeah. Gen. Mm -hmm. Gen food. God, there's a lot of games here. At Apparently there were. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize all So, that. I mean, like Smash, for example, Smash Wii U, top four. I guess we can just do uh, Sassy with Rob. Uh, T-Lock Denti with Sheik. HTXSU, The Wall with Yoshi, and Karna with Sheik. So Sheik now, I think, is the decided top character in the States after Diddy got nerfed a few times. Uh, top four in Super Smash Bros. Melee was Ian with Falcon, uh, Leisure with Falcon, Fox, and Falco, Rich with Peach and Samus, and Blue ZAF with Jigglypuff and Marth. And then uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Fourth place was uh, P4, I guess is how you pronounce it. Uh, Scotty Yosh in third place, Sunfish in second place, and first place was TWG Genius Champion. Seems like an appropriate name. I like that name, yeah. Winning. If you're yeah. going to win, better not lose. <laughs> uh, Blaze Brew. Bla Blaze. Wow, I just went fob. <laughs> I went full fob there. Blaze Blue, Chrono Phantasma Extend. Fourth place was TWG Genius Champion. Ooh, didn't yeah. win. Yes, third was Beta Dude, second Sunfish, and first was Milk Kaicho. And in second tag two, fourth place was Brule. Third place was Lazy. Second place was JCH Natra, or JH Natra. And first was F3GM. They did not have the characters listed for these events, so. Indeed. Mission complete. I guess this doesn't have the results for Fight Night. Oh yeah, you're right. Huh? Um, I didn't see it anywhere in this uh, recap, but we did want to mention it a little bit. Yes, uh -huh. I did particularly want to talk about the Crack Fiend and Tommy Guns matchup. Okay. Obviously, in Street was, Fighter Four. Yeah, it was kind of one of like the like the big ticket items. You know, everyone was talking about it. I guess Tommy Guns talked trash about NorCal, and uh, apparently he was supposed to play Crack at Evo, didn't play him, he was supposed to go to NorCal, he didn't go up, so when this came up, Crack Fiend found the opportunity to head out there and basically show him what's up and such, and... Crack Fiend didn't even enter the tournament, by the way. Oh, really? He only went before the fight night. Wow! Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, um, he went there to... Ba I mean, he's even stated, like, he wasn't there to beat... 
Tommy Guns, he was there to embarrass him. Like mm. he wanted to just like like okay. like retire him kind of situation. Okay. And that didn't work out it didn't so work well. Out. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out, so I mean it wasn't awful. But yeah, he lost to Tommy Guns Hakan. And um, it seemed like he didn't expect the Hakan pick. You but might, he had announced it even beforehand. It was no secret. Right. Tommy Guns was like, you're not ready for my Hakan. Yeah. Like, he literally said that. But when, the, when Crack Fiend saw the Hakan select, you could see his face. He was still on stream, and he goes, like that. <laughs> yeah, you could see it. <laughs> Whatever so, he was know, just was hoping weird. for Seth or something know, like man. that. You know, but the, the interesting thing about it is, like, I mean, I, I, if he, once he saw it, or he should have expected it, because, I mean, we've talked about this before in the past. Hakan probably beats Balrog, right? I feel like Hakan does really, really well against Balrog because it just takes away a lot of his options and such like that. And the other thing, too, is just like, yeah, you're right. I, like, I, I mentioned how Punko is trying to learn a character just to beat Smug. Mm. You know, I feel like Crackfiend didn't do the homework on Tommy Guns properly. Because here's the thing. Let's say he even knew that Tommy Guns was going to use Hakan, right? And let's say he said, you know what, Kimo, let's let's learn this matchup because Kimo's a good Hakan player in NorCal. There was a long time ago, I think it was, that Marn and Flux did a first attend to Marvel. And people, we were talking about it before it happens, and we were like, who do you think is going to win? And I picked Marn. And I said, it's not because I think Marn is better than Flux because I just don't think Flux is ready for Marn. Because <laughs> in yeah. order to beat Marn, you have to know Marn. Right. Like, knowing Marvel doesn't help you beat Marn necessarily. Right. Right? That's how I feel about Tommy Guns. Okay. Especially after watching his Seth play and now watching his Hugo play. I did get to see that replay. Okay. Yeah, I saw the I saw the Crack Fiend Tommy Guns matchup. That guy's crazy. And um, he doesn't play anything like Kimo does. No, he plays a very trickster Hakan. Right. Sure. And so, in my opinion, even if Crack had practiced a ton, a ton with Kimo, I don't know if he would have been even necessarily prepared. I think he would have had to go and sit down and really watch how Tommy Guns plays and start figuring out that this is how Tommy approaches matches. It's about shenanigans and trickery yeah. and all so, I mean he almost beat Justin in an exhibition a long time ago if you remember I do so, so yeah I just think like you have to be aware of all those shenanigans and and really study up on that player and I think he would have did better but I mean going into that match I was really honestly surprised at how confident Crackfiend was not because of anything to do with Crackfiend but just more of that Tommy Guns is not that terrible of a player, right? Yeah. He's a good player. And secondly, Hakan is just a bad matchup for your character. So, I don't know. I don't know. It was a risky position, I'll say that. Yeah. When, uh -huh. when you go out on a limb like that, I feel like it's for two reasons. One is that you are actually super confident. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the other one is that you're playing some other game. <laughs> where you're, you're, you're trying to get exposure oh, or right, something, right, you know, right, something right. of that effect or you're trying to make the other guy back down in some way mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you're like so abrasive about it um, but yeah. none of that stuff worked yeah. so. well he did get exposure, that's not true he definitely did get exposure yeah he got exposure and to be fair I mean I saw him like even post to like the NorCal scene was just like sorry I guys I didn't you know hold up my end or whatever like that it wasn't like he was like it wasn't one of those, 
He didn't try to get a run back and force Tommy Guns to use a different character. Let's just put it that way. You know, in a post-exhibition speech or anything like that. That didn't happen. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it didn't. We could all do without that. Oh, man. <sighs> but yeah, so. But very cool exhibitions. Um, Shoutouts to Ahmad also for beating Hyper Surge Sim, a good Sim player, with mm-hmm. Ryu. Oh, okay. A matchup okay, that yeah. a lot of people think is really bad. Mm-hmm. Not really. It's not. <laughs> I really don't think it is. It's maybe a slight win for Sim, or maybe even. But you have to be really knowledgeable as the Ryu to make that happen. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that Hamad played Ryu to that sort of knowledgeable mm-hmm. degree. Uh, but it was really cool to see. That is cool. That is cool to see. It's always fun to see good players use different characters yeah. and see how they would use that character. So especially if it's just like an exhibition like that and stuff. But I mean I will really say fun this. Matchup. Yeah. I mean going back once again, I actually really liked how Tommy played Hakan. I okay. felt like he really brought out a lot of Hakan's craziness and, and a lot of the tricks and, and and was able to win by using a lot of things that Crack wasn't ready for and sure. such like that. And he was landing all the combos like the low jab, low jab, stand short into slide and all these things like that. It was just that, you know, we've always mentioned that not a lot of good execution players have taken Hakan. Even even the Japanese Hakan player thinks Hakan sucks. So you can kind of tell he's playing him more on a kind of a, you know, like trolley kind of, I'm having fun with my low tier character kind of thing. Whereas I feel like Tommy Guns really looks like he feels like Hakan is a good character and mm. he really likes how he, how he fits for him and such like that. So. I, I, I wish that he would bring in more of the solid part of Hakan's game. Hakan mm-hmm. has good anti-airs and good footsies. Even mm-hmm. in a matchup like Balrog, <clears throat> his buttons keep up, but I didn't see any of that stuff, so... But look, if you're if you're playing against a, a player in a long set and you do the DDT twice and the opponent doesn't get out of it those two <laughs> times, you're like, yes, <laughs> yes, yep, it is time to be a terrorist with this character, yeah. uh, and that's exactly what he did. So, yeah. Yeah. good job, yeah, good job. And so I, I want to see again. It's we're already at the end of Street Fighter Four life, so I don't know if we're gonna see any more any upcoming Hakans. No. What's going to take, you know what it's going to take? It's going to be when Street Fighter 4 ends up on Fightcade. <laughs> like 10 years later, and people discover that Hakan is like one of the best characters, and that one guy who sits there and plays Fightcade for like 17 yeah. hours straight is going to use Hakan and kill everybody. So. But really, it might be something like that, where there's some corner <laughs> arcade in Japan where that game stays alive, like the like few arcades in Japan where Third Strike has stayed yeah, alive, yeah, yeah, and they just yeah. get really good at the game, yeah, and they're like, uh-huh, they figure uh-huh. out like, oh, actually, Hugo's not that bad, like it happened in, <laughs> in Third Strike, you know, like, yeah, he's actually pretty good, Or you even know? like the CVS2 like where they're using Dalsam Maki yeah, Geese or whatever go. like that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dalsam Maki so. Rolento, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, fun <laughs> event, fun event. Oh, man. Okay. Alright, so another event. Uh, unless, did you want to take a break before we go on to these next No, I think we can probably get through the, the, okay, these okay. two. Okay, so this one is this one was a ranking event, uh, which is uh, EGX. Uh, EGX Pro Tour, which took place, uh, where did this one take place? In UK, Birmingham. Birmingham, UK. Yeah, some interesting results here as well. So seventh place was uh, Flawless Deku, tied with uh, Afi Poison. Afi, yeah. Afi Poison. That was the that was the player that did really well in a recent. Yeah, he got second place. Right? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fifth place was Gonzalez from Japan with Seth. Sick. Uh, and PXP Kig Problem X with ah. Seth. Seth and Seth at fifth place. Interesting. Fourth place was uh, Deku WSO Andreas. 
Rufus. Is he sponsored by Flawless Deco? Deku? Because Flawless Deku is not even part of Team Deku. But Andreas is part of Team Deku. Seems kind of odd to me. I'm not sure what the story is. Yeah. But uh, third place was F.A. Prodigal Son, a.k.a. Ryan Hart. Second place was Y.P. Valmaster. And first place was M.D. Luffy. Okay. Basically, um, Luffy, a.k.a. There is no collusion in Europe. <laughs> Because a lot of people, because Luffy's already qualified yeah. by points, right? So a lot of people are saying that this was really important for Valmaster to get ah. some extra points. So, you know, Luffy should have just, huh? like, like, split or, like, just Valmaster should have been like, yo, I'll give you first place prize. If right. you, no, Luffy was like, no, screw you. Good stuff. <laughs> so shout outs to Luffy. Good stuff to him. Playing gatekeepers to his own teammates, uh, to That's his awesome. own con uh, continent mates, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Somehow Reinhardt got top eight in Kuwait and then third place in. in uh, <laughs> right. I didn't even, I didn't even like think about two that. Two days later or something. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like I understand going from Kuwait to England is not like going from Kuwait to California, but like still, it's quite a flight. It's just like okay, it's, it's top see you Kuwait. Time to go back to England and get third place in another game. <laughs> hey, Shout well, you know you. what? I mean, he might be on the point hunt right now, yeah. and it's really important for him to get these points yeah. right well, now. Well, he's so, working on it. Yeah, so good stuff to him. But yeah, again, shout-outs to that European scene. Very, very strong players in Europe. Again, I still think overall Europe is probably stronger than the States. Totally possible. So um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to see a lot of them uh, at Capcom Cup. We can talk about the standings really quick before we take a break if you want. Oh, wasn't there one more? Oh, did I? Yeah, there was one? the call of Ragnarok. Oh, I accidentally closed that tab. Somehow. Oh well, I got okay, it. Don't worry go for about it. it. Go for it. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. in uh, Oslo, Norway. Oh yes, 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 yes. Norwegian tournament, and it was also a ranking event. Mm -hmm. Top eight: Ultra Street Fighter Four. Seventh place uh, was Pax with Cody. Seventh also IND Thunderbear Cody. Really? Third, fifth place <laughs> was BX3 TP Link Veggie Zangief Feilong. Oh, he does play the, another character. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Fifth place, Profluke with El Fuerte. So Profluke left his home country and went to Norway for a <laughs> tournament over there. That's pretty sick, actually. I would. Look, stay, anyway, I was gonna say I would love to travel far like that, but actually, England to Norway is like super close. Yeah, it's nothing like. Like it's super close. You just take you, a hop over. Do you think probably take a ferry or something? Do you think it's know. closer than SoCal to NorCal? Uh, it might be. I don't, <laughs> if, if not, not by much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, fourth place, PXP KIG Problem X. Wait. What day it? was this? <laughs> okay, so I guess they probably just went to both. This was on... I'm not sure if I have this info. September 26th was the results. EGX Pro Tour. It says Saturday 26th and Sunday. The 27th. The 27th. Wow. Okay. So people went to both. That is that is dude, the point. Huh? Shout outs to that dedication the there, dude. That's awesome. For sure. In fact, some of the other results make this um, mm -hmm. more clear. So Problem X fourth place, Seth and Viper. Third place, BX3 TP Link Phenom Bison. Second place, Gonzalez with Seth, who got top eight. <laughs> That's right, yeah. At EGX. And then yeah. winner, Yubiken Shiro. Oh, good stuff, Abel. good stuff, good stuff. Nice. So, nice, nice. Okay. I mean, the one thing that I love about these tournaments is we keep going through all these tournaments. Again, the character variety is ridiculous. The character balance of Ultra Street Fighter 4 
is actually really, really impressive. Yeah, for sure. The, every tournament, it's like a different character all the time, finishing. Two but, Cody's in top eight. Yeah. But, I mean, also, that just comes down to the fact that Ultra Street Fighter Four also just has the most top players in that game. Yeah, like, for sure. The people are just super good at that game. So It's definitely the most explored Street Fighter game. Like, maybe ever? or <laughs> Definitely more than the other Street Fighter games. I don't know about, like, fighting game overall. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, probably yeah. overall fighting. Like games. even more than Third Strike, even more. Oh, for than sure, like more than Third Strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, okay, okay. In my, in my okay. opinion, I don't know. I'm just trying to think about whether like maybe Melee or something like that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, right, right. I don't gotcha, know. Anyway, gotcha, okay. you know who got 13th place? TSM Leffen. Oh, really? <laughs> That's awesome. What character did he use? Does it say? Does not say. Oh, okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Melee also happened. That's probably why Leffen was there. Seventh place, Sveri with Captain Falcon, Yuna with Peach, fifth, Flick Flack Fox, fifth, Peach Chips Fox, third, Chris with Marth and Fox, second place, TT8, BP, Android, Sheik, and then TSN Leffen won it, Fox and Marth. Nice, good stuff. Not, not a surprise that he took that event, so. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about... Yeah, let's, might as well just continue. Let's okay, yeah, no problem. Standings. So, obviously, these are all ranking events. For and one premiere event, so lots of shuffling here with the standings. I do believe Capcom Pro Tour has them updated now. Um, yeah, and right now, it's, it's, it's not looking good for the U.S. <laughs> it's not looking good for the U.S. You know, I think it looks better than I thought it was going to look, even, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, 32 players going to be there. Premier events, you're auto-qualified, yes. so the top 16 players are going to be getting in via points. Uh, the only person who got in basically for free was Momochi, because he's last year's champion. Yeah. But he also won EVO, so he would have gotten in no matter what. So he's in first place right now with 1,300 points. Infiltration, second place with uh, 1,076 points. Gamerbee in third place with 708 points, and Razor Shin in fourth place with 668 points. All four of those guys are auto-qualified, and all four of those guys uh, were in your list of like greatest Street Fighter Four players ever. Right? My, my top five personally, uh-huh. and not necessarily in order, is Momochi, Infiltration, Gamer B, Shen, and Daigo. And <laughs> look at this. Yeah. The first, the, the four are there, Momochi, Infiltration, Gamer B, Shen, uh-huh. then Luffy, then Mago, then Daigo. Yep. There you go. Yeah. I think that's like a perfect encapsulation. <laughs> and it's not like Luffy doesn't deserve to be up there, or that Mago doesn't, or that Tokido doesn't. Right. Uh-huh. Those are all in the running for top ten overall mm-hmm. yeah. in Luffy. SF4's history. So this is going to be quite an event, yeah. I would say. Luffy has made it in via points so far with 580 points at fifth place. Mago, sixth place with 548 points, but he's auto-qualified. Daigo, two points behind, 546, also auto-qualified. Tokido at 444 points at 8th place, auto-qualified. And Kazunoko in ninth place with 380 points, auto-qualified. Okay. So now from here, we have less auto-qualified. So these are, so we've only had one person qualified by points so far, and that's Luffy, right? So right now in 10th place, so he would be second in points qualifications, is Bonchan, Red Bull's Bonchan with 380 points tied with Kazunoko, but I think since Kazunoko's auto-qualified, he wins the tiebreaker. Yeah. 
Uh, and then in 11th place is the other Red Bull member, Snake Eyes, okay. with 344 points, so the first U.S. player there. Uh, 12th place is Punko with 308 points, so that's fourth in points qualification. Black Eye Nemo in 13th place with 288 points. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, Doyu Xiaohai is in 14th place with 280 points. Tanpi is in 15th place with 274 points. Now, 16th place is Yubiken Dashio, but he won the Tokyo Game Show, so he is auto-qualified. Yeah. But he has 258 points. Knuckledoo in 17th place with 235 points, and Dominion right behind them with 228 points. So 17th and 18th are the U.S. players qualifying by points right now. Okay. Uh, Fudo, who is now auto-qualified, in 19th place with 214 points. Dark Jiwa in 20th place with 205 points. Justin Wong in 21st place with 178 points. I mean, the point to, he's in 21st place, which means he's probably around the middle of the pack when it comes to point qualifiers and such like that. I don't think he's safe by any stretch of the means right now because the point differential here, I mean, let's put it this way, 21st place to 25th place is 178, 177, 174, 174, 171. Point differential is not that high. It's very easy to fall at sure. this point in time. But right after Justin comes Yubiken Shiro with uh, 177 points at 22nd place. 23rd is Problem X Sweet. at 174 points, tied with uh, Winter Fox's 801 Strider All right. uh, with 174 points. 25th is a Canada Cup Gaming Human Bomb at 171 points. 26th is Razor Itabashi Zangief at 148. Mise at 27th with 140. 28th is EG PR Balrog and 29th is EG Ricky Ortiz. They both have 98 points. Razor Gacked right behind there at 30th place with 96 points. Ryan Hart, the prodigal son with 92 points, so his point farming is, seems to be kind of working here. Yeah. Uh, and then 32nd was Gonzalez also with 92 points. Yeah, and so Gonzalez, Reinhardt, both traveling around at those last two tournaments that we mentioned, but on top of that, mm -hmm. um, a bunch of those people have been traveling around all, all over the place because those those seats are not safe right, towards right. the end there. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to see if there's any more qualifiers that are down at the bottom. Remember how, like, Nishikin got oh, in? Oh, no, that's like, it. Oh, that's that it. Is. Okay, okay, that's it. Okay. So the qualifiers, cool, and they're all pretty high up we'll there. Well, say, go, go back to that last list and, and just say who's right behind because there are people who are right behind oh okay uh so val masters at 82 points right. and 33rd K koji kog 72 points latif at 72 points uh phenom at 70 points storm kubo at 68 points ii with 68 points sako at 64 mov at 64 and infectious at 64 uh tren at 59 k brad at 56 smug at 52 Nishiken and Sabin, Arturo, at 40 points. Profluke at 38. Tampa Bison at 36. Pugera at 34. And in 50 place, 50th place, LPN with 32. So a lot of those people could make it in depending on what happens in the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be really close, but even as is, you know, you mentioned that you, the U.S. might not be doing so well. Personally, I think that that is fantastic. <laughs> I feel like that is like almost best case scenario for mm -hmm. American players. That there are how many? There's Knuckle Dew, there's Snake Eyes Knuckle Dew, Dominion, Justin, Strider, 
Pierre Pierre Barra, Barra, Ricky. Ricky. That's basically the top 32. Currently, seven players out of the top 32 is definitely more than I might expect. Yeah, and and to be It's not going to end up like that. Well, it might not end up like that. Some of those players might not end up in there, but we'll see. Yeah, And and to be fair, I think that that is a pretty good representation of the top of the U.S. right now. Oh, sure. Uh, I would love to see Smug a little bit higher, but obviously with school, he's been traveling less... Uh, K. Brad, obviously, uh, another player doing pretty well. That'd be sick if Arturo made it in there of course, somehow. Yeah. So yeah, and then Tampa Bison as well. Yeah, he's been but, playing um, very well. But yeah, I mean, right now, I would say top three U.S. players are Snake Eyes, Knuckle Dude, and Dominion in no particular order. So um, I- I'm not surprised to see those three at the highest up there. And it's going to be really interesting to see how Snake Eyes does actually, because he's still in Japan. He's still yeah, out there, true. yeah. He I is. saw him out there, so he's been training a lot. He's been talking about yeah. how he's just been training all day and just like playing long sets with some of these Japanese players. Did you see any of those? No, I oh, didn't. Oh, yo, his set against Nemo was ridiculous. Oh. First attempt against Nemo, against um, Eita, and then I want to say Machobo. Damn. They were so sick, dude. His, the one against Nemo was like Nemo rattled off four in a row, and then uh-huh. Snake Eyes won like eight in a row. What? And then Nemo came all the way back. And it was like <laughs> this is awesome set. It was so. Was sick. that Zangief Rolento? Yeah. See, that's perfect. See, that's the kind of experience that he needs. You know what I mean? To be able to get to the point where he can start winning a lot of these bad matchups. And yeah. in fact, even when he played I I in Tokyo Game Show. He got beat up at first, but it looked like he picked it up as it went, you know? So that's the kind of experience. He needs that footsie's experience with the really, really ridiculously strong footsie kind of players that Japan has that is abundant of, so... He, he also counterpicked uh, Eita. Not counterpicked, but he picked Evil Ryu against Eita rather than Geef. So he's keeping oh, okay, keeping okay. those characters alive, stuff, which is smart. Stuff. Anyway, that's the American perspective, but on top of that... You know, there's a bunch of countries and regions represented in there. Um, Japan, of course. You have uh, Singapore and France and Taiwan and um, China and, man, Korea. Let's see. <laughs> uh, the UK is in there. Yeah, but for sure, I mean, right now, East Asia Obviously. is definitely dominating. For this sure. Year. And that was everybody's expectation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So next year... Capcom Cup will be held in Japan to save on flights. <laughs> save a little money on flying some of these players out, you know. So, yeah. So probably flying out the entire CPT staff is probably less than flying out all these. <laughs> probably true. Probably true. Oh, um, let's see. Anything else to say about uh, tournaments this past weekend? Uh, nothing that I can oh, think of. Oh, one thing I did want to mention was uh, with respect to commentary. I just wanted to say that I really like um, commentary from Fro. Uh, who oh, is, okay, I think, okay, Kuwait. okay. I met him in America, uh-huh. but I guess he's from Saudi. And when I was in Kuwait, I met him again, and we mm-hmm. commentated briefly. Um, and he got... He's really good. I think he got a lot better, which is awesome. I think he's really good. And he was commentating with... F-word. With F-word. Yeah. Now, I think very highly of F-word. Mm-hmm. But that said, F-word will do F-word. Right? <laughs> uh, he, he's not going to stop talking because you are talking. Right, right, right. Uh, and you just have to sort of deal with that, I think. Yeah. And I, f- I find that a lot of people don't know the F-word matchup. 
<laughs> in my in my view, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people uh, don't know the F word matchup. Even people who commentate with him pretty regularly, I feel like don't know it as well as right, they could. Right, right. But I thought Fro handled it really, really well. Yeah, no, so I, that was awesome. I thought they made a really good commentary pairing. Yeah, no, I mean, I love I love listening to F word's commentary, but like, I mean, yeah, I feel like that probably did help Fro a lot in the commentary. Oh, because, uh, no doubt. Because I mean, one of the hardest things to do, honestly, is when when you're out of things to say. When you have someone who does talk a lot, it helps. <laughs> yeah, but you know they they did they traded off well. I mean, Fro has like really technical knowledge about it. Not that mm -hmm. F word doesn't, but it's not not such a big part of his commentary a lot mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. But Fro brings that brought that in. I just anyway, I thought that they matched really well. The hype guy and the sort of info guy yeah. and the commentary is definitely becoming a shout big, outs. is a, is becoming bigger and more important. I used to say a long time ago that, you know, in all of the roles, like TOs, players, sponsors, producers, streamers, all these things, I always felt like commentators were kind of at the bottom end of importance. Like, I felt like that was kind of the thing that could slack on the most and things would still go well. It's starting to feel less like that to me now. I think that's still the case for people who know games really, fighting games really well. Mm -hmm. Probably always will be, but there's such a large more casual audience now exactly yeah and I, it's, it's kind of a different story yeah i i really have a lot of like i see a lot of situations where i talk to people and they're always just like i can't watch this because their commentary is not focusing on things and stuff like that so you know um i mean i, I want there to always be different commentary styles yeah, yeah, yeah for sure if, if everybody melded into a similar sort of style mm -hmm. I don't follow other games terribly well, but when mm -hmm. I do, it seems like a lot of people do have very similar styles. And oh, I feel yeah, like that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah sure. But I like, that's why I like in fighting games that people commentate differently. But yeah, I mean, it definitely is more important than it used to be. And it's just something that I think about. I, you know, I'm sure many people don't think about it as often because it's like, why would you? <laughs> but <laughs> Dude, it's something I think about a lot. Super important learning how to commentate with certain people. You know, like when you're commentating with one person, you've got to be a different way than yeah. you are when you commentate with other people. So I think that's super important to, to, to understand. So it's actually funny that you talk about the commentary matchup. That's what it is. It's about matchups. <laughs> you know what? You know what prompted me to start thinking about that was my uh -huh. failure in the Mike Ross matchup. Oh, right. Because right. I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I didn't know how to play against Mike Ross right, right, commentary, right. and so I lost. I, got, I did terribly. <laughs> See, I love doing I, I love doing commentary with Mike you Ross. You do well with it. Yeah. Uh -huh. For sure. I, feel, I, 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 I did really badly, so I had to like <laughs> think about it and like, what will I do better next time, you know? Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Oh, man. We'll see how it goes next time. There hasn't been a next time yet, mm -hmm. as far as I can think. Yeah. Well, because Mike is usually on... On the host mic these Yeah, I mean, days, he's really so, good at that. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Oh, speaking of host, um, that dude Ernesto Lopez. Oh, ABC's. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Shout outs to him as well. I thought that was really well done in hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really he, liked he, it. He's, he's a guy who's been putting out all these little comedy sketch videos and um, uh, about Street Fighter. Like, he's literally just doing comedy sketch videos about Street Fighter. Even did one after Evo about Chen's tears. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, and so shout out to that guy. I mean, that's a role that we definitely need more people to fill, like really good hosts and uh, hype men and kind of things like that. So it's a lot of roles, lots and lots of different positions, and, and a lot of them that we don't even know exist yet. You know what I mean? As we get bigger and bigger, we'll find out that, you know what? It was Someone did this, and it was really cool that someone filled that role, and no one would have thought about it. And then, I mean, like, 
even to this day, we still need that guy who's running up to us and handing us stats. You know, the, yeah, the, the stat hander, sure. the, the, the stats handing to the commentators guy. Otherwise, we spend all our time going, wait, is it three frames? Yeah, is it, is yeah, it four yeah. frames? Wait, what tournament did he beat him at? It was that, that one tournament. Well, oh, anyways, let's go on to the match, you know. Starting to get fixed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Starting to get exactly. fixed. Exactly. So, oh, man. Okay. Uh, all right, now we can take a break. So okay, let's take a break an hour into it. All right, be right back. Okay, that was a bunch of stuff about events that have happened, but let's talk about what's coming up. Yep, so um, just a little bits of news here and there. So one of the events, the main events that's coming up soon, uh, Southern California Regionals, a.k.a. SCR, coming up uh, two weekends from now. Yeah. Uh, Axis Games actually just announced that they're providing an extra $500 in pop bonus to the three games that are being played there, Exerd Sign, Guilty Gear Exerd Sign, Blaze Blue, Chrono Phantasma Extend, and Undernight in Birth EXE Late will all be getting an extra $500. So okay. they're adding $1,500 total to the pot. So, and of course, that is a premier event, so whoever wins that will qualify. Yeah. Um, also, another premier event, this one taking place in Japan. Mm. Uh, the tight, uh, Taito reveals brackets. They just revealed the brackets for the Ultra Hyakishu Cup. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Oh well. But um, apparently they have eight blocks of players. I don't know. I guess they just released the blocks, but not necessarily the bracket, maybe. But um, I mean, again, it's just Ooh. it's it's just it's a some good ones in there. I see. Yeah. So for example, the A block has Pugera, Fudo's in there as well. Uh, Oji San is in there. Harumi Score Dunhill is in there. Very good Tanaka. <laughs> is there a lot of good players there? Hey, you mentioned Twiggy and Oji-san. I, I mentioned Oji-san, okay, yeah, yeah. those are good players, that yeah. is for sure. Um, in the B block, uh, Kichi Joju Ken is there. Gonzalez is there. Santaru is there. Hyde Buffy is there. Matsuri. Um, Kawaguchi is there. It's going to be a stacked one, that's for sure. Yeah, like the C-Brack. Uh, yeah, you can look through it yourself yeah, as well. Uh, this is all on uh, showrican.com. But 128-player bracket, so I'm wondering if this one also is a capped tournament as well. So, But that is uh, going to be a crazy, crazy, crazy tournament. That's uh, October 17th, yeah? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, don't, remember, don't forget about the CPT Brazil uh, event, mm, which is okay. on uh, the 10th. October 10th through 12th, it's at Brazil Game Show, right? Okay. Yeah, at Brazil Game Show. So make sure to check that one out, too. Uh, Also coming up this weekend here, um, the Big House 5 is taking place this weekend. This is a really large Smash tournament. In fact, I heard that, like, outside of EVO and Apex, it might have reached the largest... Smash Melee tournament. It's somewhere up there now. I okay. see a bunch of people tweeting about it and talking about that it's become one of the, that it has like one of the largest entries. And so this is going to be a pretty major Smash Brothers tournament that's coming up. That's going to be taking place in Dearborn, Michigan, ah. this weekend. Oops, why did I close that tab? I just wanted to let you guys know who's streaming it. It will be streamed on VG Bootcamp, uh, Showdown Smash, and Tourney Locator, all on Twitch. TV. Cool. Oh, so some people are saying it might even... Oh, it's the second biggest of all time, someone so says in the chat. Apex, so it might have been Apex then, yeah. Rad. Wow, that's that's crazy. Okay. 
Good stuff to them, though. Good stuff to the Smash team. Of course. Always growing, always continuing Very to grow. Very impressive. Um, then there is the Fighting Championship, which is taking place in Shichuan, uh, China, Chengdu. Uh, this is a Pro Tour Asia qualifier. Gotcha. So um, I don't have any information on who's streaming it. Okay. But you can find information if you go to www.beastapac.com slash cptacdcnqualls. Okay. So that's, yeah. Just go to tinyurl.com slash fgccalendar. Indeed. As usual. So, um, but that is taking place in China. So a, a qualifier directly from there. Shin actually tweeted out a picture of everyone who's qualified so far. I'm going to have to pull that up in just a second. I'll, I'll look for that in a second. Um, then in Amsterdam, Netherlands, Red Fight District, Ooh, yeah. uh, which has been going on for quite some time now. For sure. Which is going to include Ultra Street Fighter 4, MKX, UMVC 3, Second nice. Tag 2, Guilty Gear Exert, KI. Um, you can check that out. Information, redfightdistrict.com. Uh, no information on who's streaming this one. Check out the uh, website yet. there. Oh, yeah, it's that's a good check out the Facebook page as well but this will be taking place as well on Saturday October 3rd through Sunday October 4th uh, again in Amsterdam Let's see here if they have any information because everyone always puts who's streaming the event directly on the front page because that's the best thing to do uh, <laughs> wait scroll up just slightly Well, there's a schedule, but it's not a stream schedule, so... Yes. Uh, let's check oh, the Facebook well. page here. Let's do about... Red Fight District... Price range... Two dollar signs. Maybe, maybe it's just that uh, they're actually doing it themselves or something like that. I I'm not sure. I don't have the streaming information, unfortunately, so... Uh, but also, taking place in Poland. At the Atlas Arena in Banduskiego, Poland. Oh, you don't want to attempt the city name, huh? Oh, that? that I, I thought that was like improperly translated text, you know? How that should do. Uh, Can you pronounce that? In it? No, it's, it's, I mean, in English you just say it's loads, but. Loads. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 knew, I knew a Polish dude. The way that they pronounce that L, I'm not even going to try it, but it's very interesting. Uh -huh. It's just a really interestingly pronounced okay, letter. Okay, okay, um, But this is taking place in Poland. Um, trying to see if there's any information on which games it will be played. Oh yeah, there we go. Tekken Tag 2, Mortal Kombat X, and Guilty Gear Xert listed there as games being played. Interesting set of games there. No Street Fighter, no Melee. Sick. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. And uh, this one is actually going to be streamed on hitbox.tv slash fgc-poland. Cool, that's so there awesome. There you go. If you want to check out some of that uh, Poland scene, that's, that's, that's super cool. Again, always want to see more of these scenes all around the world. But um, at Next Level in Brooklyn, New York, ah. Team Stickbug continues his tournaments. He's got Exerd and Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma Extend. Going there, going to be streamed on NYC Furbies. I'm guessing Arturo is just going to be streaming that. But there's going to be a lot of people being flown out there. Uh, Nakiel is going out there. Kid Viper, Black Snake from the Midwest. Uh, Kid Viper, of course, from uh, Texas area. 
and GC Yoshi from NorCal are all being flown out there. So that's that's super cool. Definitely that check that out. That's going to be this weekend, only on Saturday from 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. Twitch.tv slash NYC Right. And then finally, um, probably a big, cool. big event here. Remember, we've talked about the King of the Iron Fist tournament, you know, basically the Namco Cup for Tekken 7 that's coming out. Um, only a few places have Tekken 7 right yeah. now. One of them is uh, the Round 1 Arcade in Puente Hills, in the Puente Hills Mall in Roland Heights here in Southern California. They are having one of the two U.S qualifiers for the king of the iron uh cup king of the iron fist tournament yeah. um and this is going to be one of them here the other one's going to be in new york at the dave and busters but they are both going to be streamed by team spooky so spooky is actually flying out here ah. this weekend and he will be streaming the king of the iron fist uh, qualifier at Ooh. round one arcade so check that out twitch.tv slash team spooky and that's spooky with two zeros if you <laughs> If you crawl out of a rock and decided to watch us on the fighting game stream, yeah, somehow you're watching no Ultra Chen without knowing what Team Spooky is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think it works like that. So yeah. So uh, again, he will also be doing the New York qualifiers as well. Awesome. So that's all coming up this weekend. The Tekken is a one-day event. Again, it's going to be starting at 4 p.m. in Southern California. So definitely check out all of those events coming up. And uh, that's all I have for upcoming events. We okay. can move on to some game news. Sure. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. So uh, one thing I want to talk about in game news, I mean, this is more community news, but uh, we've talked about before, speaking of Team Spooky, yeah. we've been promoting a lot of the Marvel Live podcast that's been going on recently. Really cool stuff that they, those guys, uh, Kinder Party and a bunch of other guys have mm -hmm. been doing. Um, they just announced at Absolute Battle that they now have a partnership with Team Spooky so that the Marvel Live podcast, when they stream it, is actually going to be streamed on Team Spooky's channel. So you'll be able to listen in on Team Spooky. So that's actually Very really nice. big for them because that'll get them a lot of, that's awesome. lot of listeners and such. And again, check them out at the Marvel Essentials website at Marvel Lives. Com. Well, so, what was the time slot for that stream? It's going to be on Twitch every first and third Tuesday. Used to be on Mondays, but now it's on the first and third Tuesday every month at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, so it'll be right before Capcom Pro, Capcom Talk. Pro Talk, which is a little bit right before our thing yes so tuesday's leading up to be the talk show it remember it has been in the past yeah like, there have uh, been times when it was the thing there was like wake up srk and there was there was the there the, was the, the uh, uh, what are cross, cross counter, counter live, right? and then of course there was also um the show that sucks sure yeah so looks like tuesday is returning back to its awesome um podcast game show talk game fighting game talk show uh status here cool uh, Killer Instinct also announced that they just released a new patch to fix a bunch of bugs. I don't think that there's really any sort of um, uh, character changes or anything like that. Oh, I nope, guess there, there is are. a few character throw cha character changes. Mostly bugs, it looks like. In there. But uh, they also did add the ability to use Konra, Aganos, and Hisako into the Shadow Lab, which I believe is that thing where you can train them to fight you and stuff right. like that. 
so you can actually learn how to fight the characters. So good to see them uh, keep them on supporting this game. Of course, remember of course. season two was an, um, season three, I should say, was announced, yeah. and it will be coming out on PC in 2016 at some point in time. So the Killer Instinct train rolls on, and definitely a reason to continue playing the game. So. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, also, Skullgirls Encore was included in the latest Humble Bundle, Yeah. so you can get it there, but more importantly, it is now playable on Mac and Linux. Definitely more importantly, for 1% of PC gamers, this guy, <laughs> you want to play on Linux, now you can do it. Yep, exactly, or Mac. <laughs> so you're happy about the Linux part, I'm, I'm happy about the Mac part, but yeah, so it's definitely uh, playable on those platforms. Shout out to them supporting. Like Skullgirls is really doing a good job supporting pretty much every platform on oh, the sauce. Because awesome. they're also awesome. on the Vita, they're on the PS4, they're on PlayStation 3, they're on Xbox 360, they're on Steam, they're pretty much everywhere you can think of. So good job. Good jobs to them. And then uh, we've been talking about a little bit the MLP Fighting is Magic game, which has now been rebirthed as Them's Fighting Herds. Uh, is continuing their campaign, their Indiegogo campaign. They just released a brand new character named Tianhuo, which I was told means, you know, like a sky fire kind of a situation. So if that's what it is, then that was my feeble attempt at pronouncing it correctly. Uh, but it's a half dragon, half horse, I think it is. Uh, but they are definitely continuing their campaign on Indiegogo, so definitely check that out. Uh, they've raised quite a bit of money already, yeah. but they've got a lot more to go because 436000 is their goal. And you know what? I actually appreciate them putting it to 46000 yeah. because a lot of those companies are putting out like, we just need to get to 50000 you know, that's not how much it takes to make a game. For sure. And it's kind of misleading because people are like, oh, look, you know, I can make a game for $50,000. No, you can't make a game. Ooh. It's just that they have... Very, very hard to do. They actually have publishers. They have people willing to put money into it. They just need proof of concept. So they throw the Kickstarter together to get the proof of concept. And then that's what it's for. And then it's funded the rest through normal game funding needs. But I have a funny feeling them, Them's Fighting Herds doesn't have that kind of uh, support just yet. So $436,000 is their goal. Of which they have reached uh, pretty far. Uh, let me actually see if I can uh, see where they're at right now. Oh, it said 100 and something. Oh, yeah, at the time that they published right. that article. So right now they're almost at 200,000. So they're at 197, 111. That's cool. So 45%. So shout outs to them. Shout outs to them. Good stuff. So. Um, but that's all the upcoming game news that I have. Um, if you want to move on to some other topics, so um, uh, let's take a break. Sure, no problem. Okay, we'll take a break and we will be right back. Okay, welcome back to the Tuesday again. Talk about uh, some other news that's going on. Yep. So um, just recently, um, a new player, a new a new challenger has entered the ring. Um, D Link, a networking company. I've owned many D-Link hubs and D-Link uh, routers and such like that. Uh, they've just recently signed Lord Knight. Yeah. So uh, Lord Knight, who was always kind of officially, unofficially part of Team Spooky, but now I guess he's going to be DL Lord Knight. That's awesome. I can't think of anybody in 
anime games certainly, and and just general broader fighting game community, um, who should be sponsored more because he does he's so everywhere. Well. Yeah. yeah, like he goes he goes all over the place. He does well in multiple games, mm-hmm. uh, winning multiple games. Has done great at Evo in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very nice guy. I mean, he's I think he's a really great pickup. Yeah, I think that's super cool. Um, again. Curious to see where D-Link wants to go. I, I know they've been trying to get into a few more esports things. Uh, I just saw a list recently of some of the stuff that they've gotten into recently with esports and such. So I mean, look, esports is getting big now, and it kills me that I have to keep calling it esports now. But it's too late. It's too late, man. We it's lost that. Yeah, that we, war is over. We we lost. Yeah, there's there's nothing to do. At I, this I point still mostly time. refrain from saying it. It's like it's like when you know when you have known somebody for a while, but you're not sure what their name is, so you try to work around saying their name <laughs> all the time. Like, it's that sort of machination that goes on in my head to, like, avoid saying you right, 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 right. Yeah, I yeah. just don't, I feel bad. Good stuff, good it's stuff. Weird. Like, when you're like, hey, what's up, good sir? Yeah. <laughs> good sir. What's yeah. up, buddy? <laughs> but exactly right. Yeah. I agree with him. Yeah. Completely. You know, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, esports but, yeah but, but the sad news on the opposite side of the spectrum is uh, Korean DJ uh, a, a very strong smash player who was signed to Team Liquid along with um, with Ken Sephiroth Ken uh, at one point in time he's actually retiring from competitive melee so he's leaving uh, Team Liquid now yeah. And he mentioned that one of the main reasons why he's leaving it is, you know, he he wants to do other things, but mostly a lot of it comes from the fact that he's been battling a lot of hand injuries. You know, and it's just kind of one of those little. I mean, I started talking about this a lot on Twitter because it just when it when I read it, I was just like, this really sucks, you know. But it's just one of those situations where it's a good reminder that you know, pro gaming is can be fleeting. I mean, anything sure. can be that way. I mean, dude, freaking Derrick Rose just got elbowed in the face during a practice game, and now his cheekbone is broken or something like that, and he needs surgery. That guy is made of glass, dude. Derrick Rose cannot catch a break. That sucks. That guy is like, he's like, he's like Samuel injury. L. Jackson in Unbreakable, you know? I mean, seriously, that guy... But I mean, like, any, any, anything, it's fleeting, right? But, yeah. so, in other words... It's just one of those situations where even if you are into fighting games and if you are a really strong player and you're trying to bank everything on becoming a pro fighting, a pro video game player of any kind, it's actually kind of an interesting situation because right now, like, you could be Derek Rose and you get injured and let's say you have a career-ending injury, right? Knock on wood, I never want that course, to happen yeah. to him. But he can move to the analyst desk. He can do all sorts of things in the NBA. He can become a coach. He can become an assistant coach right now. Right now, in general, the world doesn't recognize esports. Yeah. So if you're a pro player and you go, <laughs> sorry. No, no, it has, to, it has to be said. If you're a pro player and let's say you have a career ending injury or something happens, you can't really go up to somebody and be like, look, I was a pro Street Fighter player. I was sponsored by Team Evil Geniuses. Yeah. And it's it's not doesn't carry the same weight right now. For and, sure. And the fighting game community isn't quite there yet where we can support ourselves, which is why I always want the fighting game community to get there by ourselves without yeah. like going MLG routes or whatever, because that's what I want. I want it to the point where someone like her 
Korean DJ can be like, you know what, I'm done with the competitive aspect of it, but now I'm going to be a commentator, or now I can be a coach, or now I can yeah. be this guy. But the problem is we don't have a lot of those yeah, roles sure. yet, you know. And so, um, you know, I even tweeted at him, like, I hope he sticks it around in the community if he stops competing. If he could be a, he'd be an amazing analyst because he's always been such a great Makes player. Sense. He'd be able to do a lot of very good things for the community. So I hope he sticks around with the community. And you know, I told him, speaking from experience, it's really hard to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very hard to leave. So. Yeah, especially if you leave on that that kind of circumstance. If you if you leave, because like this just happened to one of my buddies, um, yeah, Mega Man, who oh. uh, doesn't play games anymore. Really? And it's like it, he didn't like put out a big old message. Hey, everybody. Later, I'm <laughs> quitting forever. Right. It was just like, it became less important to him. He's got other stuff going on. Yeah, uh -huh, He's moving. Uh -huh. You know, he just doesn't do it anymore. That's the people who leave. Yeah. The people mm -hmm. who who are sort of forced out of it in a way that they would rather not be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That competitive spark is not something that leaves easily. It really is not. Like, it, if it leaves it on its own, different story. But yeah, yeah. I if, mean, if you get forced out of it, ooh, it's a hard pill to swallow. Or even if it's just one of those things where you just, like, try to make a hard decision, a.k.a. the PR Balrog story, right? You know, like, after this year, I'm done. And no, it just no. <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, it is really important. And, you know, it's really interesting, too, because, honestly, hand injuries, I feel like, have plagued the melee players more than any other. It seems like, like yeah. I know Mewtwo King has had some hand problems and stuff like that. Dude, that game... Hacks. Yeah, that GameCube controller was not meant to be used the way that people are using that thing. I think you're Cause right. Because it's like... Yeah, it's a super weird... It's like carpal yeah. tunnel like, yeah. Yeah, death it's, it's right there. Yeah. yeah, and especially... Someone actually said they took the spring out of the button they used to, to do L-canceling, so you don't have to push it as hard. Pretty but common, they, right? Yeah, and then they use the other button for the light shield because you need the analog ability, right? But for L canceling, you just need to be able to hit that thing as fast. So they like weaken the spring so it's very easy to hit and stuff like that. It actually sounds like a good idea. A lot of people are talking about hand exercises, you know, making yeah. sure you do stretches and things like that. I had a ton of people even messaging me that even when they play on the joystick, which I would assume is way less painful on your hands than, than, than a GameCube controller. A lot of people were even telling me that even on joystick after they play for a few hours, their hand hurts like hell and all these things wow. like that. And, you know, it's really unfortunate for the melee scene because, like, I, I, I tweeted it out before I even thought about it. I was like, you should probably start looking to some alternative. And then after, to melee? Yeah, for melee for some co other controllers that oh. are more ergonomic. And then I was like, there are no alternatives. <laughs> they just don't exist. Yeah, stick doesn't really work in the same way. Yeah, and, 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 and no one's making controllers for GameCube anymore. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, I actually think the Wii U Pro Controller is a little more comfortable, a little more ergonomic, right? So you can play on that, but, I mean, it's not like you can use that on a GameCube, sure. right? So it's kind of unfortunate. And so. it's, hard, it's hard to play on the same type of input system for 15 years and then move away from it. Right. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's not easy for Anybody. old people to move away from stick, etc. Yeah. I mean, just whatever your thing is. Dude, John Choi is still using that freaking moss stick. Dude. Yeah, do it with the gross glue inside. You ever know, open those things up? You know, like I think it's like the perfect 360 still yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Big old hat competitions. Dude, so if people don't know about this, joystick tightness was a huge thing back then. You either had, you either were the kind of guy who liked loose joysticks or you like that joystick that, like, you got to work out. When there you were did some that. that were, you had to move it. That's, you, like, you were using, like, 
the back muscle. Uh -huh. That's John Choi's style right, right. there. and Because a lot of arcades had it that way, yeah. that you had to get used to it. That's why John Choi still plays on the ground, because the amount of strength that you need to push the joystick, if you put it on your lap, like the joystick will move off your lap before you can move the joystick to up, unlike a lot of the Mad Cat sticks and such like that. So that's why you got to play on the ground. So, yeah. Yeah, when, 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 you, when you would pull back the stick and it was too tight and you let go, it would on its own go to forward because it like went <laughs> so fast, it boom, all the way to forward before yep, it go back. Yep. Man. Mm -hmm. Anyway, presumably his hand issue is not the same thing that I have because I don't have a hand issue. I have a nerve issue. Right. So I don't have yeah, any yeah, hand yeah. issues at all. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure what that's like. I don't have the, the pain. I'm sure that that it's just got to suck to... to yeah. Have it be a fatigue thing, you know? You want to play your game, but you sort of just can't mm -hmm. do it over time. I really feel bad for him about that. Or it that. just hurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what a lot of situations is. You're just playing and it just Yeah, like, just even doing kills motions. You to yeah, do that, it's, gotta, so. it's really got to suck. That's one of the downsides of video games. I mean, I've often said that I want to be playing arcade games, well, playing video games in the old folks' home. Right. Yeah, 50 yeah, years, yeah. 6 uh -huh. years from now, whatever that's going to be. Um, I don't know, maybe that's not going to be practical. You know, maybe we'll. Maybe more of us will run into these things. Sort of a <laughs> big experiment, right? Like, how how long until everybody in the world has carpal tunnel? Yeah. Like, is it, uh, dude. 20 so, years or is it 50? I don't know. So Alpha 3 maybe is, never. is a pretty unforgiving game when it comes to detecting uh, inputs. And especially Armika, her 360, she kind of has like that um, STT hawk problem. I think she jumps faster, so it's harder to do. Like Zangief 360s in ST are way easier than T-Hawk 360s in ST. Yeah, for sure. Like, they just have different jump timing, right? So Armika said that not, that day that I sat there and I played Alpha 3 on Fightcade for, like, like God, like four or five hours or something like that, dude, the next day my arms were hurting because I was just, really? like, spinning pile driver, spinning pile, hitting the button. And then everyone on the chat was like, why are you hitting the button so hard? They thought I was, like, super mad. Oh. But that's just how we hit the buttons, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, five hours in a row, I had not had my arms hurt that bad, like, after five hours of fighting it. Like, we've even done that, like, on some of those MK sessions where we've played, like, yeah. five hours, and I, like, I was like, I didn't even feel, like, that much pain. So, huh. Yeah. But. Well, I'm sorry for a Korean DJ. I hope he, he can find some other thing. It mentions that he played violin as well. I hope that that's not also Ooh, affected. okay, okay. But, um, okay. maybe it is, so. Anyway, yeah. definitely bad, bad news. Um, as you mentioned, hand exercises can be important. There have been panels, mm -hmm. in fact, run by people in the Melee community to try to that's show right. yeah. other people in the Melee community exercises you can do because they exist. Um, hopefully that's something that more people take seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, with, mm -hmm. As more and more people, like you said, Mewtwo, Hacks, now Korean DJ, right. probably other people as well have right. had it. Um, as that becomes more often, I hope people take it more seriously. Yeah, even in the FGC, like I know Angelic has had some hand yeah. problems recently as well. And so, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. So take care. And even going back now. to like Mike Watson, really. Does has he talked about hand problems before? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know because I mean, like, when he plays, he still he still bodies people. And he's still awesome, but it's just yeah. you can't do it as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. So. Getting old, getting old. <laughs> It'll happen um, to you. But yeah, I mean, I do... I, it's so sad. Like, I've wanted to stream a lot more. Like, I streamed Mario Maker a while ago. That's actually really fun to stream because you can play a lot of the stages from the people in the chat. Yeah. That, yeah. And stuff like that. But I've wanted to stream more. I just haven't had a chance. I really wanted to stream 
some Super Turbo on Fightcade. I really want to stream that, but I'm scared because Fight Fightcade is a scary place. You want to talk about Fightcade now? <laughs> we can. <laughs> It's a scary place. So, like I said, I played Alpha 3 there. Dude, everybody on there is really good. Like, they, they've been continuing playing that game. I got destroyed on Alpha 3. Like, I didn't remember any of the speeds. Like, there's a lot of situations where you're blocking tight block strings and you could jump away in, like, Street Fighter 4. I couldn't jump away. I would uh, actually get hit out of my pre-jump frames by non-low attack. Like, they would do low strong, and I would just get hit on the ground and yeah. stuff like that. I was just like, holy crap. And, yeah, Fight Cade is brutal, so I'm, like, really scared to go on ST and see what happens when I play there. I haven't played on ST, but I haven't played Third Strike. Right, right, right. I saw you tweet a little bit about that, so... <laughs> it does not go well. Yeah. It does not go well. Yeah. I, I can feel myself that I am bad. Like, I... Well, look... I'm not going to discount other people being good. Right, right. And it's Presumably online. It's online. There's little bits of online strategy. I mean, obviously. yeah, but it's whatever. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's just, I feel like the majority of it is me like feeling that I don't remember timings. I don't mm -hmm. remember punishes. Um, it's difficult for me to do like very fast motions now. Because mm -hmm. I mean, like every time I see you, are better. Like, I'll see you play at Final Round or at TFC and stuff like that, and you do pretty well when you play over there, right? So. Sometimes. Sometimes I do. Dude, I just feel like Fight Cave is a brutal place. Like, I, 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 I feel like I listen to the stupid stuff, because that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's the thing. I'm sure that there are good players, and maybe I've played some good players, but I've also played some players who not, are not good. Okay, okay. I, I really feel are not good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that I am so much less good that I can't, hmm. I can't do anything about it. Interesting. Okay. Okay. But not not being good is weird in third strike because you can win if you're not good in third strike. I know everybody everybody says that third strike is a game where you can't win if you're not good. I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I really do not. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. I don't know where that comes yeah, from. Yeah, I really don't understand. Um, I don't agree with that at all, but... Anyway, it does not go well usually. I've been, I'm still, I'll still play on there, and I made the idiotic decision to sign up with Ultra David as my oh, name yeah, rather than like uh, uh, Bumpkin Jones or whatever dude, other nonsense. Okay. So people are always trying to challenge me, and then they're like, as they're destroying me, are you Ultra David in game? And I'm like, please, let's not have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> let's just not let, let me lose in peace. You know, it's funny because I, I even made this comment on Twitter that. When, when you're playing and you know people are watching, it really affects your play. That's why playing on stream is tough and everything like that. I wasn't even, like, I was talking about it like, you know, it really affects your gameplay and you start making lots of dumb errors. I wasn't even talking about fighting games. I, that, I was actually making that in a reference to L.I. Joe playing all the Metal Gear games. Because he kept talking about how, like, he was, like, the worst hider. And, like, he even took some funny photos when he was on vacation in the Barbados where he's, like, here's, like, a flower pot, like, a, like a giant flower pot. And he's, like, kneeling on the floor, but he sticks, he's still sticking up halfway past the pot. And he's, like, this is how I hide in Metal Gear. <laughs> you know? Like, but, like, honestly, when people know you, like, it's, it's hard. Because I know when I've played on Xbox Live Arcade, even when I play Ultra Street Fighter 4 on there, if I play as my Jay Chenzer account, I play way worse than when I play as my, like, hidden account. Like, when I play with my hidden account, like, I can experiment, I feel more natural, 
things go differently. I bet you if you created a different Steam account, you'd probably do better. I don't think so. <laughs> I guess I might as well try it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I've always had problems. I mean, people have seen it all the time. Every time I play on stream, I play awful. Like, I'm just bad at that. I think it used to happen, yeah. Yeah, so um, I know it affects me. Uh, it's I not as it much a big me, so. deal for me, I, I don't think. But. Okay. But I, I, I do I do feel worse. Like when I when I lose and somebody knows that it's me, like this human uh -huh. right here, I'm the dude getting my, my butt right, kicked. Right, right. Like that that feels differently, but I don't feel it makes me play worse. Oh, okay, okay. Because that makes I just me feel like a jerk. Because <laughs> I had a lot of people when I was playing Alpha they're like, "Are you really James Chen?" And as soon as they ask that, you're like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, "Damn." <laughs> Yeah, but I'd be curious to see, because Super Turbo is just one of those games that I feel like I've never forgotten how to it's play. It's just part of you. Yeah, it's just part of me. So I'd be curious to see how that goes. You should try so, it out. Let me know how it goes. Yeah, so I'll definitely try to stream that a little bit more. So I'll try to stream that. So Okay. <laughs> What's the name of my hidden account? If I told you, it wouldn't be hidden anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, there's somebody on Steam who's been playing Street Fighter Four, apparently using the same characters I use, who plays as Ultra David. Dude, someone's been doing that as James Chen or Jay Chenzer as well. Really? I've gotten a lot of people who tweet me like, Good games, James! Yeah, I, I just played too. you on Steam. I bet you it's the same dude. That would be really funny. It's Hanzo so. Gonzo, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because someone's like, Dude, I just played... I thought I played you. You were using Cammy. You are yeah. doing really well. Like, that's how you know it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not good at Cammy uh, and Ultra Street Fighter 4. That's so. funny. Yeah, yeah I, I, feel, I feel bad. Somebody's pulling the fast one on people. I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm not gonna like send a season desist letter, you know. Dude, who was whatever. the guy? Who was the guy that was on the chat that always used to say, "I am Ultra David." There was one guy who used to always pretend that he was like one of your your troll accounts, and uh, maybe that's him playing on Steam. For real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's not me. The one on on Fightcade is me, but. The one on SF4, you'll never guess my name. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if it's you, actually impossible. Oh I, really? <laughs> I strongly believe that nobody in the world could pick the name that I have. Mine, if you it's really made the, the the leap in logic, you could guess it was me, because I still need it to be significant to some degree. You might be able to make it, but it's it's a rough one. It's a rough one. Like. Some people who are smart will probably be able to figure it out, so... Okay. But it's not, like, super, super... Like, I actually had a, a, an alternate account on PSN, on the PSN, and most people knew it was me when they played... When it was because I was playing Uniel and I was using Nanase, and, and part of my name is in there, so it was kind of obvious that it yeah. was me. So, but my, my 360, my Xbox Live random account is just, like... Yeah. Yeah. You know what I do hate though? I hate that you can't change your name in, on PSN. Like on the on the Xbox Live, you can actually pay money to change your name. Mm. If you you get one time, you can change it for free, and that's what I, I had to do because when you signed up on Xbox, stupid Xbox One, when you signed up on the original Xbox, and then you let that count die, you can never get that name back ever again. So when CVS Two was on Xbox, I signed up as Jay Chenzor. And then I let that count die because CBS2 Online was booty butt cheeks on Xbox, the original Xbox. And then when the 360 came out, I couldn't get Jay Chenzor back, so I was Jay Chenzor 360 for the longest of time. 
And then they finally released all those old accounts, and then I, I switched it for free to Jay Chen's order. Mm. So. But if you want to change it again, then you could pay money to do that. So. Yeah, but on PSN, you're, you're SOL, you can't change anything, so... I like Steam because you can change it as often as you want. Yeah, and that's why there's someone masquerading as us on Steam, yeah. right? And, so. you know, it, re it records your last ten names. Oh, right? does it? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, you okay, look, okay. You can look okay. through somebody's history and find it. Right, So right. what I did is I had a previous name that was more obviously me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I wanted to change it to something that was unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. So... Rather than changing it once and having it be like, oh, it's still Ultra David, like the second one would be Ultra David, <laughs> that, that would not, that would not do. So I actually changed it ten times <laughs> so that it would completely go off of the list. You scrolled it off the list. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely need to, um, I definitely need to uh, try to get on there with some ST, some ST fight cage, so... You know, if, if you are interested in any of those older games, it's not just those three. There's a whole host of games that are played on, on Fightcade. Highly recommend checking it out. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is really nice. There's a chat in there. Most people are not jerks. You know, you, they, I went in there the other day, and there was, like, a philosophical discussion going right. on. Like, it was some <laughs> old IRC chat. Dude, uh, it, was really, it, was, it was not bad. It was really funny because, like, when I was there, there was some guy from Brazil who was just shitting on my Armika all day. It was like, this Armika's terrible, my Armika's so much better, and all these other people were, like, getting mad at him, like, shut up, whatever. Mm -hmm. You're probably like, I played you, but you, you're, you have, you're from Brazil, like, I, you beat me on your, like, two connection, like, horrible ping or whatever like that. And he was, like, talking all the smack about my Mika or whatever like that. And then afterwards, he challenged me to play, and I was like, okay, I'll play him. And then he just taught me a bunch of Armika stuff, and I thought that was super cool. <laughs> like... <laughs> He was legitimately a good player. Uh, like, you could totally tell he's a really good player, but you could also tell he was one of those people who've just been playing Alpha 3, like, all day. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, I didn't even take it to heart. I was like, whatever. Like, you have a right to shit on my Mika because I was playing horribly that day, and i just forgotten everything. And I, I've told you before, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a volume player. Yeah, for sure. If I don't keep playing, I forget everything, and I don't remember how to do anything. So my Armika was just doing the same, like, four things over and over and over again. I'd forgotten all of my old tricks. Yeah. I'd forgotten all my old stuff. So, you know, it was really cool. And he showed me a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know about. Like, apparently Armika has a Kara SPD that's, like, super good. I didn't even know she had that, you okay. know, because no one was doing Kara yeah. throws back in back in the old Alpha 3 arcade days and yeah, stuff like sure. that. Yeah, So it was actually pretty cool. But, dude, some of those guys are, like, really, like, he was being really loud and obnoxious. But, you know, I just... I couldn't blame him because I was doing so badly, so I was like, I deserve it. So then I played him and... That, the same thing happened to me. Some guy was dunking me and he was being a jerk about it uh -huh, on the stream. Uh -huh. So I feel like the best way to counteract that is just, just to be like cloyingly, sweetly nice <laughs> as much as possible. So I was like, you're right, I'm terrible, I appreciate the lessons, good games, friend, you know, whatever. <laughs> Kill him with kindness, man. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. the way it always works. Yeah. And he kept trying to troll, and then and then when I had to go, I was like, apologies, unfortunately I have to get back to work, I'd love to keep playing, this has been a blast, maybe we can do it sometime uh -huh, again in the uh -huh. future. And he, was, and he tried to be like, are you rich quitting? And I was like, I, again, I'd love to play more, <laughs> unfortunately I just can't, I can't be here, if you're, you know, maybe we can ma match it up some other time, you know, yeah, he was like, he just went away, that's it. You know, that's I, I, I told the story even before, you know, that I beat, um, 
I, I beat Apoc at two Alpha 3 tournaments because he couldn't fight me because I was too nice, right? And then on AGSF2, the master troll of AGSF2, we got into a big argument, and he also was like, it's hard arguing with you because you're so nice about it. <laughs> yeah. Like that, so... You know, to this day, I diffuse Seth Killian's trolliness with my kindness. Because <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Seth Killian was the biggest jerk on ADSF2. He, his whole goal was that guy who was so knowledgeable about the game and so smart that he would use that to troll you and make you feel bad and try to make you angry. <laughs> that was his whole goal. Genius. <laughs> you can see a little bit of, of of you can see a little bit of that if you go back and read his old domination articles yeah, sure. and stuff like that. So yeah, so kill you. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have epic arguments about Cami versus Ryu and just Cami in general about how how I was like she's not that horrible. And he's like she's trash. She's trash. Oh, she's really? pointless. Right and. The funniest thing about it is, even though my Kami is like way better than it was before, and I've even beaten Seth Killian, like his Ryu and his Balrog with my Kami. Okay. I'm actually more on his side now. Right, right, <laughs> I right. My Kami's garbage and it's Yeah. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> I feel like even since I've known you, which is not that long, it's uh -huh. like maybe like eight years at most. Right. Um, oh, actually, that's pretty long. Yeah. Anyway, uh -huh. uh, I feel like your your thoughts about Kami have gone downhill. <laughs> Like you think you think that she's worse now than you did? Probably, like yeah, ago. probably, probably. So, yeah, but I mean that that's the thing is that she's she's good, she's really good, but um, it's just everybody else is so ridiculously good in that game. So, and the, and the problem with Cami also honestly is just there's just some matchups like that you just don't have any right to win unless. You know, Jason Cole is still mad that he lost to Daigo. You know, otherwise I would never beat Jason Cole in that game. I wouldn't beat his old Sagat. I could, beat, Sagat his, I could beat his Dalsum. Same here, friend. Yeah, but I couldn't. I would never have been able. I mean, there is a YouTube video of me beating Jason Cole's old Sagat with my Cami okay. from the Tournament of Legends that you can look up. That's true. One of the rare videos of me winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like to, you know, like. Very non-subtly throw that in there. You there can you look go. that up. There you go. But yeah, he was he was mad because he lost to Daigo and he felt like he should have beat Daigo. And so he was still a little on tilt when he played me, uh, for sure. So, yeah. That's too bad. Slash lucky. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's impressive emote there. Whoa. Nice. <laughs> um, Two-line emote. Yep. Um, all right. Anyway, what else is? I feel like there's something else that we were going to talk about. Uh, I mean, we Maybe could not. talk more about some Splatoon or some Mario Maker stuff. Can you tell me what you think about my Mario Maker level? <laughs> <laughs> is it Dude. too? Is it too mean? Is I don't, it too gross? I don't think it's mean or gross. I actually think it's kind of poignant in a lot of way, though. We definitely got one person who was upset about it on the YouTube comments. Understandably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. But I mean. Dude, like, I don't know anything about the Battle of Verdun. A lot of people don't know about the Battle of Verdun, so yeah. I actually feel like you are actually helping bring awareness to it a little bit. So I don't think it's as bad as it was made out to be. Let's just put it that way. So The genesis of it was, was just to... Basically, I've been listening to, or I was at the time, listening to a podcast called Hardcore History. Mm. Which is a really nice podcast that's done... Um, on a bunch of different topics. Same guy does a bunch of different topics. Right. One of them 
is World War One, and there's like, I don't even know how many hours to this podcast. Twenty hours. It's like uh-huh. insane, and something like that. Many episodes, and part of it was about the Battle of Verdun, and I just was thinking about it. I was like, that was crazy that people did, and not just that, but like Battle of the Somme and Passchendaele and stuff. Right, right. It just sounds like insane, and like that could have been me, but for a lucky. A lucky generation. You know what I mean? Like, I just <laughs> right, luck that right. I'm here and not in mm-hmm, one of those fields. Right, so, right. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about it a lot. And, and around the same time, Mario Maker was coming out. And I was, like, thinking about that podcast a lot still. And just sort of, without really thinking about it too much, put a tweet out about about putting them together. Right, right. And it just, I don't know, it turned out. Um, I, I, do, I do feel kind of like it went too far in a sense, but at the same time, uh, I thought it was worth trying to go that far. <laughs> I don't know. I feel kind of bad about it, as you can probably tell, but yeah, I also right. I also liked it, so. Dude, I was actually just surprised that my level turned out to be so hard. That, like, Dude, it sounded super hard. I haven't tried it, but it, yeah, from your description. I mean, like, just, because I thought it was kind of neat. I thought it would be cool, and someone actually tweeted me and, and with a picture of my level and said, this is about as fun as using T-Hawk versus Blanca. <laughs> I was like, damn. And I saw, I watched Mondo play it for two hours. I heard James Shea play it for two yeah, hours yeah. and stuff like that. It sounds really tough. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem with it is, I guess because I designed it, I kind of know the tricks to get around a lot of things. I mean, it is a problem that I can't beat it 100% of the time, you know, that well, I can beat it, like, maybe 50% of the time or something like that, but, you know, I'm going to try to make some simpler levels. Okay, so. okay, I, I cool. I'm going to try to make some simpler levels, so, yeah. Um, my next project is uh, the Eighth Circle of Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to make from all Dante, nine circles? From Dante's Inferno. Do you need to make some all nine Some of them are really hard, though, because... You have, like, just people walking around. Actually, that, that might be easier, but you have to, like... As I'm saying this, I feel like I've just sort of solved some of the problems <laughs> there from me earlier. So, anyway, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, it's going to be the Inferno. Dante's yeah. Inferno. Dude, I, I wanted to make a Gradius stage. I made a stage with three Bowsers on the super new Super Mario Brothers style, so they shoot, like, the, the, the wave of fire and put you in a little cart and made it so that the only thing you could do is shoot little turtle shells into there to attack Bowser, and I made them all giant Bowser, so it's, like, literally you dodging fireballs everywhere and trying to throw turtle shells into the little hole over there and stuff like that. It takes 40 shells to kill one giant Bowser! Like, so that totally ruined my idea, because you would have had to hit Bowser 120 times. Like, regular Bowser takes 20 shells. Super Bowser takes, like, 40 shells. And I was just, I was sad that I wasn't able to do the stage that I want. Even 20 shells for regular Bowser would be way too many to sit there and toss it Yeah, Like, I could do it with fireballs instead, but then it's, like, a little bit easier to kill him. But maybe that's what I should try, but... Huh. Interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, it's really interesting because, like, I've been talking to people about this, and they're, like, really sad most people aren't making just normal old Mario levels. And I was like, the hardest thing about it is you make a normal Mario level, and if it's beatable in five minutes, like, people will beat it and never think about it again. Yeah, and it'll be totally like, lost. Yeah, so I just feel like 
like going into it, I knew that ninety percent of the levels were going to be trolls or auto runs. Yeah, you know the auto running. Those are really popular. Like the auto run ones. Some of them are very cool to be fair. Yeah, some of them are cool, but I think they get a lot of high rating because they're like easy to beat, and so it's just like you get an experience without having to use any effort. So I feel like a little bit of that laziness kind of promotes those stages and stuff like that. So on one of them, I was like, yeah. "Screw this, I'm gonna jump around. I'll figure this out." Uh huh. No. <laughs> like if you, like on on the one that I tried it on, if you miss one of the one of the little uh, platforms, it's mm -hmm. like on a on a chain or whatever, you know. Oh what yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, then it's gone. Oh, and then you okay, just okay, you're screwed. okay, okay. Which was kind of disappointing. I feel like those things should have the option of being beaten by moving around. That right, right, right. Design, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Still haven't tried Wizard's level, which I've heard has taken some people like five to six. I tried Raph's level. I have not yet. Oh I man, have not you yet. really yeah. should. You'd like yeah. it. Yeah, I need to. I need to go and bust in all those levels in there in any case. So, but um, I I saw some people mentioning in the chat. Do you even want to acknowledge the the Colin Cowherd? Thing? <laughs> That's right. I haven't watched it because I just don't need to. I, I, it'll make me mad, so I just don't. It's even not watch. even a thing to get mad about. I feel. I I just I think it's kind of amusing. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, okay. like, sort of dawdling old person amusing. You know how, like, old people get away with saying stupid stuff? It's like, oh, man, what a... That cute old person, you know? Dude, it sounds like it's one of those things that you see at, like, 12... Like, at 3 o'clock at night that's, like, shot in this really grungy studio, and they're, like, you know, really militant people or something like that, you know? I, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like that. It's... So, basically, he just tells... It's a, it's a joke story that he tells about like the champion of esports which i believe he called e-gaming which i thought was genius <laughs> uh where like the champion of e-gaming no, i like, would really <laughs> like it to grow because then it would be big e-gaming <laughs> good job i like it uh, okay so the champion of e-gaming like go like leaves the venue and goes across the street where he lives which is his mom's house oh god and he goes upstairs to his room where no girls have ever been and he eats a hot pocket and he watches star it has a star wars figurine or something and yeah, but let's be fair. Hanzo is he bites he bites into the hot pocket. Yeah, but like I said, Hanzo was not the prototypical gamer, right? <laughs> I mean, so even though, you know, <laughs> no Mountain Dew mentioned this. <laughs> oh, okay, now. okay, fair enough, fair enough. I just thought it was funny, because it's so it's not not in the sense that it's like an actual funny joke, but in mm -hmm. the sense that the person telling it, the person telling it is the joke. Do you know what I mean? Like those. Yeah, like those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. That's how it is. Right. And right. I thought that was very funny. And I assume that that's not done on purpose. But nevertheless, I, I found it really, right. really amusing. It's not something to be overly concerned about. Like, if anything, it's a. If you're, if you, if you have the agenda, as many of us do, of promoting video games as competition, uh, it's not something to be concerned about. It's a sign that we're doing our job well. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. So I mean, don't. If someone's talking about it, you yeah. know you're doing something right. And, and, yeah. and he played. He played uh, the Woshige. Why? What are you standing up for? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. From Evo, and he called it the nerd version of the band is on the field, which is the sports version of if. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, this is a famous moment from Cal football. Right. 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 Um, one of the most famous certainly football one of plays. Period. Ever, sure. right? For so, sure. yeah. But, yeah. I, I, just, I thought it was fine. 
whatever. Yeah, I mean, look, I just don't even want to give it any more play. You know, I don't even, like, people are saying that they haven't heard about it, and that's good. I'd rather have it keep that way. Obviously, we're in very different circles. Yeah. Like, most, or maybe not most, but, well, maybe most people who play video games and watch video games don't care about Colin Coward. Mm-hmm. He's just some sports announcer guy. He didn't, like, play football or anything. He's right, just an right. announcer. and He's, he's had a successful radio show for many years. That's yeah. all. And it sounds like to me he's just kind of going the Kimmel route right now, uh-huh. just trying to generate noise and stuff like that, talking about it and everything. So, Which, uh, which might work. Again, his audience is not the same mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. the audience. Like, I, I would imagine that many of the people who he played that radio clip to thought it was hilarious. And it's whatever. I mean, ha- let them have their fun. They're only going to be around <laughs> for another 20 years and then... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not that old. He's not that old. Uh, oh man. Anyway, we're doing we're doing fine. Video yeah, games. We're doing fine. We're doing esports are doing doing fine. Look, I'm gonna say this much right now. <laughs> we're doing way better than even I ever thought we would be at this point in time. If yeah, you talked to too. me like me three too. years ago, four or five years ago, and told me where we are now. With the FGC, I would have been like, dude, you're you gotta think realistically, man. There ain't gonna be no hundred twenty thousand dollar year end Capcom Cup. Capcom will never help us, you know. It seemed reasonable. <laughs> yeah, so we're a lot further along than even I would have ever thought. So yeah. you can even count me as one of the people who's surprised sure. by surprised. the success of of how FGC is going and stuff like that. So yeah. Yes, I, I already mentioned Team Stickbug, Harukin. So, but yeah. Esports. Esports. So, oh Dude, I, was it in Korea that they show? Was it Korea or somewhere they were showing like the, they have this new serial drama or something like that that was called like I'm dating a Dota player or something like that. <laughs> like that was uh, I mean Disney's coming out with the show about a former esports player right oh I'm in love with a Dota player apparently is like something that's going on or something like that I, I don't know I don't know but um I yeah, know Disney's doing it yeah I know even Disney has done shows with like I think the cat's been on there too on a couple of on, on yeah? a Disney show or something like that I think wow yeah so that's awesome yeah well, there you go there you go so well yeah CSGO is gonna be on TBS oh yeah that's In fact, right I that's think right. that was what promoted or what what prompted this whole yeah the Colin Cowherd yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I'm really curious to see how they're gonna do that I'm really curious to see because I remember a long time ago they did they, I think they did, MLG did Halo on ESPN2 or something like that. Mm. And I didn't like the production that they did, but, yeah. I mean, that was a few years ago, and, and eSports has advanced so yeah. far compared to how it used to be, so... Yeah, I, I, mean, I can think of a few examples where there were video game competitions on TV, and I thought they mm-hmm. sucked, like, categorically mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. dumb. Right. Um, and I guess everybody else must have thought the same way because they went off the air, but... <laughs> um, well, you know, as you said, lots of things have changed. I think a, I think one of the big things that's changed is that now it's it's much easier to fill an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people yeah, who yeah. want to see it. It's not it's mm-hmm. not the case for the old TV episodes where 
you know, you have to instruct the audience to cheer because they don't know about it or they don't care about <laughs> right, it very right, much. Right. They got free tickets to watch something at like Universal Studios. Right, right. Uh-huh. Um, now you can really fill a big stadium with with people who bought tickets yeah, and they want to be, be there. there. Yeah, they like they care about CS:GO or whichever game, and they want to be there. And that I really feel like that by itself makes a gigantic mm-hmm, difference mm-hmm. to to have a real crowd and not some canned. TV nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like, like you can you can make the production different because of it. The players, um, you can deal with the players differently right, because of right. it. Of course, the the crowd itself gets to have a much better time because of it, and people watching get to experience what the crowd feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really I feel like that's a big part of watching sports. You they often show you the crowd because yeah, like yeah. if something bad happens, they show you the girl who has a little tear. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, if, uh-huh. if something good happens, they show the crowd that's going nuts. Like right, yeah, as yeah, the person yeah. at home, uh-huh. that influences the you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So no. now that can happen, I think, for things like yeah, CSGO. That's cool. Even when I was watching the Heroes of the Dorm, like you could feel the difference because the crowd got excited about stuff and you can it was a much better realization of what's going on i mean that's the reason why the daigo parry moment video went viral because it's it's a perfect example because if it was just the parry and then it ended like yeah people like if it was direct game footage right yeah who gives a shit yeah exactly but when you see the crowd go crazy and then you hear seth killian with the really perfect voiceover on there yeah that that's kind of what sold the whole entire thing so yeah, man, I'm with you. But that said, I there are some companies who I think have maybe not learned that lesson or have learned it sort of late. Uh, I mean, I just got kicked out of Riot Riot's thing for League of Legends <laughs> right. thing for cheering too loudly. That was only like a couple of years ago. It wasn't that long ago. And, and Riot has changed it, and they, it's something that they can do because they fill stadiums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can deal with it differently. It's not just a TV thing anymore. Um, but I, I, I sort of worry that TBS will fall into that trap. It just depends on who they have, but I feel like right, they have right. they have the opportunity to make it a, a good experience, a yeah. good product. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Do you know when it's going to be on or anything like that? Okay. I know nothing okay. about it. Oh man. But yeah, no. I mean, it's exciting times for competitive gaming. So hopefully, we just keep growing and things keep going. So see how it goes. It's like I said. I I would have thought we would have hit the bubble by now, but. With Street Fighter Five coming out and stuff. Oh, that's right. We forgot to completely talk about TwitchCon. We did. We did. We meant, <laughs> we meant to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to say about TwitchCon? We had no results stuff going there. I mean, uh, it sounded like there was a lot of people there. I saw a tweet from somebody that said that there was like 20,000 people who showed up or something like that, which is quite a bit of people. Um, quite a bit. Yeah, I heard it was largely kind of a like fans going there to try to meet their favorite streamer a, 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 a big portion of it that was a sense, lot yeah. of that i mean i saw guys like eduardo tweet a lot of like pictures of wow i got to meet eduardo yeah. and stuff like that so i saw a lot of those kind of things um but i mean the most important thing to me obviously for us is that there was a build of street fighter 5 there mm. and just judging from a lot of things that maximilian was talking about there's a lot of nerfs to the characters like Ryu couldn't do stand strong in the sweep anymore he couldn't do jab in the strong anymore Cammy couldn't do any jabs in the strongs and lots of little things like that so um i mean someone actually i i retweeted some of max's tweets and someone actually had the accurate response is like you know you know you're just pr- propagating a bunch of rage over a beta 
like the game's not even out yet. Like you can't even be mad about this kind of stuff, right? And you know he's absolutely right. That that's a hundred percent legit. But you know I'm really curious to see how it's gonna go. Um, I, I really liked how a lot of the characters felt in the beta. You know, oddly enough, Cammy was the one that I felt the least. Yeah. Uh, I felt like needed a little bit more. But I mean, I'm just curious to see you know what their goal is, how they're trying to do it. Like they said, uppercuts were gonna be crush countered on Whiff now. Yeah. Which two uppercuts are gonna be? almost pointless <laughs> it feels like i feel like that's a very interesting idea yeah all the other street fighter games have invincible moves you know what i mean like like there's some invincible option mm -hmm. that you have mm -hmm. even at third strike where dragon punches were actually kind of crappy and yeah. so many characters didn't even have them um supers were more accessible as invincible options and in any case you had a toward or a down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you always had something right, right right um so i feel like to have a game where many characters don't have good reversals super takes a long time to build mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you get punished hugely if you do if you're invincible option it's just a very different style of game that would result yeah. i feel and i think that that's not necessarily bad in fact i, I want i know you do too well you want it to be its own game right right if if that is what is part of its own game about mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. i think that's totally mm -hmm. fine myself I guess the only concern I have really is that it might slow the pace down a little bit. It'll be very much easier to just kind of want to turtle up, you know what I mean? Because uppercutting is going to be such a big punishment now. I guess I feel like I expect the opposite, because if defense is poor, then I expect lots of either oh, offense right, or movement. Yeah. Like, like, like one of those two things. Rush down death. Like, yeah, rush down yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. Or if, if, you, if there's a zoner, um, and indications are that in fact there may be a zoner is what I've rumors on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, then maybe that'll be a movement-based thing. Like, maybe it'll be more Marvel, where it's not so much about having invincible reversals, right. it's more about just, like, Avoid the pressure situation. or avoidance. Right. Yeah, one of those right, two right, things, right. which is, in my in my mind, I feel like that's totally fine. There, there are plenty of fighting games that don't have many invincible options. Mm -hmm. Most 3D games are like that. Right. MKX only has armor. Right, MK9 right, right. and Justice only had invincible moves, just a couple of, of exceptions, <laughs> outside of the wake-up game. So when it, when you're playing neutral, there was no dragon punch to worry about. Like you're just playing. Do you see any goros? Do you see any goros use that ta -ta move to beat all the armored wake ups? I saw Forever <laughs> King do it against who was it? Maybe DJT in okay. whatever major he won with Goro. Uh -huh. He did do a medium. Oh, okay, okay. Three down three. Right, right, right. Like one time. Because that thing is so fast. That thing it's like really beats all. Or armor moves and right only now. cancelable on hit. Yeah, but you know it'll Options be it'll be interesting. The one thing, okay, look. So we made fun of TwitchCon a, a few times beforehand or whatever like that. It sounds like it was a decent success, and you know the, what it turned out to be was more like panels from the streamers talking about like here's some strategies on how you want to stream. You know here's what I do, kind of like here's some technology for streaming. So lots of really cool, useful things. But yeah. I do have to say that them having a Hall of Fame induction was kind of silly. I didn't know about that. Yeah. They what? did, like, some Twitch Hall of Fame thing, and they inducted some people into a Twitch Hall of Fame. Hmm. <laughs> and to me, that's a little, a little excessively kind of thing, hmm. but, you know, I, I don't know about that quite yet, so... I didn't know. <laughs> I, didn't know. What? I didn't watch very much of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
let me let me clarify just for the sake of being up front I didn't watch any of it um, but I did see a couple of screenshots of uh, the Kappa face guy oh yeah, 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 yeah on stage uh huh was that him getting inducted into Hall of Fame? Is that what that was? Oh, or? I have no idea. Maybe. 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 Um, but he didn't... Obviously, he didn't look exactly the same as the picture. Right. Like, right, obviously. Right. Nobody's mm-hmm. looked exactly the same. But it was still, like, jarring to me almost. Like, I, <laughs> I felt weird seeing him. That like, he was a human. Yeah. Don't, that's strange. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I... I the only thing that I did watch very briefly was the women in esports panel. Just to see oh, how okay, it was okay, okay. Um, it seemed like the talk was going fine, but predictably the chat was horrendous. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I heard about that. You know, I heard about that. So that's really all that I watched, to be frank. Um, I part of it was that I didn't. I was. I would have gone to TwitchCon, but for some other obligations, and those other right. obligations were why I didn't watch most of TwitchCon. <laughs> so. Right, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was really interesting. So, but I'm um, curious to see what they're gonna do with TwitchCon next year. See if it's gonna continue to grow. If well, if they started out at 20k, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, that is an incredible number to start out with. Yeah, I gotta see. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I swear I saw someone like Fishsticks tweet that out. Okay. Or something like that, but I could be wrong. Again, this is. Well, I saw pictures from it, and it seemed like it was very well attended. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Good job to them, you know, yeah. for, for putting on an event. Yep. Cool. Well, uh... Okay. okay. Okay, now I think we're good. I think we may be good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, again, uh, some... I hope that people stop doing the esports video game uniform. Can, can that stop? Oh, right. Your your favorite jeans and t-shirt and jack and sports jacket or whatever. You know what dismayed me? What's that? was a tweet from Dasset Bro where he said, Actually, I kind of like... Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did you see yeah. that? Uh-huh. Where it turns out he likes the uniform. He was like, he's, I like, think oh, it's, he's like, I think this could be a really cool trend that can spread or something like that. Yeah. Something... I mean, he's not that young anymore. I met him, he was like a teenager still. So, right, right. Um, I feel like that's been happening for a long time in the video game industry. Like, that's not a new trend. Yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. 10 years old, at mm-hmm, least. Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. Um, but, I, so I, I wonder if it's, if it is the, the bowler hat and nice slacks of our generation. Because that was the cool thing to wear 60, 70 years ago. <laughs> it was just what you wore. You know, everybody else is wearing it, right? So let's, uh, here we go. But then other people grew up and they were like, screw grandpa's stuffy old hat and slacks. So I'm going to wear whatever other stuff. I wonder if that's our bowler hat and slacks. Is it, is it, is it the hoodie and the zip up hoodie? It's just, it's, 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 it's the lazy way to look fancy, basically, to try to look professional. I feel like it's intentionally not professional enough looking like yeah no like no it, that's absolutely right, right. Yeah, 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 like, yeah it's like uh-huh, uh-huh. oh sure i'm professional hence the jacket but at the same time i'm just underneath it i'm still yeah cool. if you take off the jacket i'm still, I'm still cool. a normal dude yeah. you know <laughs> that's I'm what not, it is yeah it's, yeah uh-huh pretty much i don't know i so. think it's silly i think it's silly <laughs> but um i also wonder if the people who were now doing video game stuff are just going to be doing it their whole lives like is dj week going to be doing his current role 
for like the next 50 years. Maybe. Maybe. I don't really see why not unless he doesn't want to anymore. So like maybe we'll entrench, maybe our generation will like entrench ourselves and like it'll always be DJ Wheat until the year 2100. And it'll always be Ultra Chen. <laughs> Dude, now I'm going to go to Evo in a t-shirt with the, with the sports coat now. I'm going to do that. I mean, it would be, th- that would be funny in the same way that Colin Cowherd's diatribe was funny. Right, where, yeah. Where, where you're the joke. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to it, so, you know, it works. So. <laughs> I like weed a lot, don't, don't get me wrong. He's a very nice guy. I hope he sticks around. Just thoughts. Any case, um, a lot of people have been asking us if we're going to be doing... We haven't done any events recently in a while. We're going to be doing SCR that's coming up, and then we'll also be doing Canada Cup as well at the end of the month. So, yeah, look forward to that's that. That's our October. Yep. Pretty much good stuff. So, All right. Okay, I guess that's about it. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, dude, I had something, and I forgot it. Never mind. Okay. Later. Super, super non-awkward. Very You're smooth, the best, James. Great smooth outro. Smooth exit here. So, so now I just have to make it even more awkward. We've been like, wait, wait, what am I trying to do here? It's, it's the... No, no, I'm trying to... No, oh, oops, oops. Oh, I'm trying to do... Oh, well, no, my secret is giving away. Oh, Nobody would have guessed. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah.